Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. chirping you mean metaphorically no. or like actually actual literal birds oh birds shit. for the first time in a long time because it's not the mm. first time ever i'm recording outside Ooh. in the elements <laughs> actually it's shitty elements yeah well i'm gonna say i actually this is I, well, I wouldn't say shitty i would say this is actually perfect elements for what i got going on here i have a lot of electrical equipment out here so this is actually perfect. I'm not in the sun. The sun is out, but mm-hmm. I am not in the sun. I'm on a balcony facing nothing but shrubbery and wilderness. Oh, wow. I, I've got nature in front of me, the trees and the grass and the open fields. Look at this. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Actually, it's so hilarious. I'm on one side of uh, – I'm in New Jersey. I'm visiting uh, the girls, visiting my sisters. I am facing in one direction, and you're, you live in the same complex, mm-hmm. facing in the other direction. So we pretty I am much... technically facing the same exact direction. <laughs> you just in. I'm saying your apartment faces another direction. No, well, I'm facing your direction. Oh, so we're. But I'm looking at wilderness. What do you got? Wall. I'm looking at a wall. Wall, straight wall, and a desktop. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, we are back together again here. Another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am your host, of course, AJ Orsini, once again joined by Deceived Dave. If my voice sounds deeper than normal. Dang, giving him that radio voice? It is because, yeah, it is because I just woke up like 30 minutes ago. Trying to make the panties wet? Uh, no, those oh. my, my panties were dead asleep. Oh, okay. Uh, along with my fucking son. Uh, but me and uh, the youngest... Last night, I uh, was burning the midnight oil, getting down with some of that Jurassic World Dominion. Ooh, it was, getting, was it good? He was getting that in last night. Um, uh oh, no. Okay, well, no. See, when you're hold, no, hold on, hold on wait, wait. Anything you say after this is gone. It's done. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, it was not a, a bad film. I actually enjoyed it. We had a lot of laughs. It was. We fought. We were the only thing that really struggled. We struggled with with Jurassic World was trying to follow. 
What they were trying to tell us. Oh, did you hear that crow? That's that's wilderness right there. That's nature. Um, we were trying to figure out what the fuck they were trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get it. Uh, we were just, okay, so you got this little girl. Her DNA was spliced, and she's a clone. And that holds the key into doing something with dinosaurs. You lost me. And I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? And they went uh, Jurassic World's only criticism because it's made a lot of money. It's a huge success. Um, but one of the biggest criticisms of it is is they they somehow decided that dinosaurs was not enough. They had to start customizing dinosaurs, and it became like little by little. Like the first one, they had like the Indominus Rex, right? They had all the same dinosaurs, and then they made a dinosaur, and that was supposed to give it like some sort of an extra edge. The second one, we got introduced to a few different customized things. Nothing too out of control. They kept it together, right? So for this one, I guess they figured, this is the last one we're going to do. Let's ball out. Let's start doing the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and they just started having all of these weird-looking... It was... it was. That's why I said we had our fair share of laughs, because... <laughs> Uh, we were sitting there, and at one point we saw a dinosaur that had, like, bird-like features, feathers, wings, but it swam like it was an underwater dinosaur. That's not too far fetched. And it had a what I described as a toupee. Like, it had hair that was gel. It was a millennial dinosaur. Like, it was, like, gelled back. It had that pompadour look like a pigeon-o. Oh shit! You know, like yeah. it, it, had, it was like a smooth looking. I was like, "Oh my god!" He's... Look at you making a fucking Pokemon reference. Yeah, I know too many of these things. Now. I've been doing this how many years, and now all of a sudden in twenty twenty two, you want to pay attention? If you would have came out of my wife's uterus, you would you we would be sharing this. That but would be yeah, weird. This I podcast know. would be weird if that was the case. <laughs> no, it would be a father and son podcast, and those exist. So uh, we wouldn't even be market. We wouldn't even be cornering the market on that. But uh, what's gonna call it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Actually, the Pokemon thing. So uh, there's a yeah. So it was just a weird story, but the movie itself was fun. I like. I actually like the fact that the old school cast, the original old school cast, and the new school cast, pretty much stayed apart the entire film, up until like twenty thirty minutes left in the movie, and then they got together and the badassery began. And I was like, oh yeah. This is this is what I this is what I paid my hard earned money to see. They did the they did the wrestling tactic. They took two individuals and they built them. They built them up. And then they got them together in one mega main event for all the marbles. Right. Including which they included one of my favorite dinosaurs of all time, which is the Allosaurus, which is not a created dinosaur. It was an actual dinosaur that we found out now. Remember how they used to always call T Rex the the king of the dinosaurs? He was the ultimate hunter. He was, uh, you know, he was the guy who he, he ran the show there, so to speak. And uh, their Allosaurus was later discovered to not only be bigger and meaner and far more of a carnivore, but the Allosaurus was actually superior to the T-Rex. And in the movie, there's actually a scene where the T-Rex finds himself a deer. And he's like, mm, this is good eats. He's about to get himself some lunch. It's broad daylight. Midday, right. I would assume. So he, snatch, he snatches this deer up, starts to put the bites to him. Mm-hmm. And here comes the Allosaurus. 
Just walk him through. Did nah. you just say an Allosaurus? Allo, A-L-L-O, Saurus. Allosaurus. So, so this dinosaur is good for your skin? Yeah, I would, I would, well, not for this T-Rex's skin. Because the Allosaurus oh. walked in, sees this T-Rex with the de- with the deer. He says, uh, w- uh, what are you, uh, what are you? Oh, uh, I'm glad you're here. I got what, this sunburn you, yeah. on my back. No, <laughs> he's like, oh, good timing. Good no, timing. but Allosaurus comes around the corner and does the Enzo. Uh, what do you, uh, what, what do you got over here? What's that in your mouth over there? Is that a delicious deer? It just so happens I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and pass that deer over here? And T-Rex was like, nah, chill, fuck you. This is my deer. Or we're going to hear a lot of that because my wife's got a lot of shit going on over here. Mm. Hold on. Let me push this postpone button real quick. And, uh, yeah, so the so the Allosaurus was like, oh, you got a nice deer over here. I'm kind of hungry. And T-Rex was like, chill, this is my deer. And Allosaurus was like, well, I'm going to beat your ass and take this deer from you. And T-Rex said, no, you not. And they got into a bitch fight. And the Allosaurus, now I'm not even, I'm not making this up, folks. The Allosaurus, they're, they're pushing into each other. Like dinosaurs fight, right? Because they don't throw hands. They got little hands. They're pushing into each other. And the Allosaurus bites the T-Rex on the nose. And the, nose, the T-Rex goes, ah, right, you got this one. And he just walks off. He just chills. And then the Allosaurus grabs the deer and starts eating. That's some alpha male shit. Damn. I told Steph, I said, from now on, that's what I'm going to do. Whenever Alex is out of hand, I'm going to just bite him on the nose. Let him know. I'm still the king round here. <laughs> you got to so you gotta assert your dominance. That's it, dude. <laughs> sometimes you just got to whip it out. Nah, or bite them on the nose. Or, or bite them, yeah, I, I, yeah. Or bite them on the nose. Apparently, that's an option on the table. Yep. You can assert your dominance in that fashion. So, yeah, we were watching that last night. That's pretty good. I finished Ms. Marvel. Nice. Which was dope. Um, big news coming out of Ms. Marvel. Game Ooh. changer. And they, I think they did that shit on purpose. Was that a show? Uh, it was, yeah, a Disney Plus series, six episodes. And I, I'm telling you right now, they, they did that shit on purpose. I think that they knew that a lot of people were not going to watch this show off the bat like everybody has their own reasons for liking or disliking disney plus shows i can make an argument that the disney plus shows have been more criticized than the movies and the movies get criticized up the wazoo but there's people who either love the series or they hate the series i haven't had a problem with one of their series yet yeah and and i'm i haven't yeah my only issue right now is watching them like having the time to sit and like yeah Knock him out. It was that was tough getting Obi Wan done. That that wasn't. It, it was like it kind of worked out. We had some time. We sat there. We just knocked it all out in one shot. There you go. But uh, it's tough though. We don't get many of those, <laughs> and it's so, only gonna get worse from here. And that's the only reason why I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet because I still want to see the what if before I watch Doctor Strange. Fair enough. So that's kind of like jamming me up. I want to see it so fucking bad. Maybe I can squeeze that in this week. There you go. And we'll get to Obi-Wan because I want to hear what you have to say about Obi-Wan. But uh, as far as Ms. Marvel goes, I th- I think they knew that a lot of people were not going to watch this specific People hate Ms. Marvel for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. It's, okay, my wife didn't see this series either. She got about halfway through the first she episode. She hated the movie, though, didn't she? Yes, but uh, she didn't carry that over. She did not like this series for a different reason. So, uh, 
she she got about halfway through the first episode and just said, you know what, this could be a you thing. Just let me know how it goes. Yeah. Let me know what I need to know for the movie because when the movie comes out, she's gonna watch. She wants to watch the movie. Damn, she hated that. Well, the reason why she disliked it, and I think this is a reason why a lot of I think Marvel knew that a lot of people weren't gonna watch it, is because the very first episode screams Netflix teen movie, like millennial current teen movie, where it's kids and their phones and instagram posts and twitter and all the you know all uh, that she get, she's starting to realize how old she's getting yeah so she was like you know what i don't need to be watching this i'm <laughs> good just let me know what's up now i will give her the benefit of the doubt it did start off that way uh so if you could get past the first two episodes then the next problem i'm sure they foresaw this show is Muslim as fuck. Really? I mean, to, I mean, it. If you know nothing, if you come to this with no knowledge of Muslim life or culture or anything involved with the Muslim faith or anything like that, you are about to get a crash course. Because they mm. go through fucking everything. They let you know exactly what it's like to be a Muslim in today's world. Complete with going to Pakistan for like two full episodes <laughs> and taking you into the culture and showing you what it's like and what it's especially like to be a woman in the Muslim faith and all that other stuff. That was the next thing I'm sure people were like, there's no way anyone's going to watch this because no one wants to do anything involved with the Muslim faith. And so that was a lot of complaints that I saw. Well, besides the normal complaints, oh, it's a teen show. Oh, it's all, you know, it's so pro-Muslim. Oh, it's another female-led thing that no one's going to watch, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it had a lot going for it. That was determined to make me not want to see this, but I pushed through, and I ended up really liking this series a lot. And I hope a lot of people watch this series. You also have to get past the fact that this is one of the most popular characters in comics today, which is why it got a series. But they completely—I mean, from top to bottom—they completely changed her power set. They completely changed her origin story. They—they they changed. So it's a new character. A, a lot. I mean, it looks the same and it sounds the same, but it does not look the same. I mean, yeah, the thing with the lights, the the what her ability to to be as shiny as she is and all that other shit, like that's that's new. And they did give you a tease in the in the last episode of what her actual power from the comic book was. So I think they knew. Now they've faced criticism since the production about that about the fact that it's not it doesn't even look like Ms. Marvel from the comic book and people were like well you know they had to do this, something different for the movies and for the shows because remember folks the main event for this phase there's always a main event for each phase there's always one big blowout usually it's an Avenger film but they're not doing Avenger films anymore not until they figure out where that's headed but the big blowout for this phase is Fantastic Four and her powers are a lot like Reed Richards. So they wanted to keep those two as far apart as they could, which is why they gave her... They did give her the ability to reach out and to stretch, but not in the traditional sense that she would. 
So, I know I'm not giving everyone the best selling points, so let me get this straight. Teen story driven, Muslim faith, female led, it's not even her powers, it's not even her origin story. What the fuck am I watching? You're watching a, a pretty decent fucking show, actually. In spite of all that, if you can get past all that and just enjoy the originality of it, it's actually not that bad. The problem is a lot of people won't, and once the people start getting the reading the reviews of it, I wonder what their numbers are looking like on how long has it been out. That's a that's a I would love to look that up as well. I think the last episode just aired this past Wednesday, so still relatively fresh. Um, I'll get the chance maybe by next week I'll have it looked up and see what's going on, but. Uh, they're touting it as a success, so if they're happy with whatever it is, then cool. They probably got an extremely large number from minorities and Muslims over it. Whatever white people turned it away, they probably got that number back in the other way. Got more of the brown people checking it out. I don't know how many Muslims and blacks were checking out Captain America, just saying. Uh, I know a lot of blacks stepped up for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They were dead curious how they were going to pull that shit off. How are they going to make a black man Captain America? We had a big conversation about that here on the show. I What's the name of Ms. Marvel's movie? I mean, show. Does it have a name or is it just called Ms. Marvel? It's just called Ms. Marvel. Okay. So um, I know a lot of people didn't watch it, so I don't care about moving forward with what I'm about to say, which is the end, the end credit. They actually so, had an end credit for this. So I don't know if this is accurate to this date, but I, I'm reading something here that says reports that 775,000 households watched Miss Marvel, uh, not even close to WandaVision, being the highest at 1.6. No, it's not the highest. The highest was Loki at 2.5 million, mm-hmm. and the lowest being Hawkeye at 1.5. At whatever current time this was recorded, which... Uh, I don't see an actual date. Here we go. June 18th. So Loki was the highest. Uh, yeah, 2.5 million. And you said Falcon was the lowest? Uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye was the lowest at 1.5. But everyone was close. Hawkeye, 1.5. Moon Knight and the Winter Soldier was 1.8. Wanda was 1.6. And Loki was 2.5. So this is their lowest. By a very large margin. Yeah, because at that current date and time, it's finished now. So benefit of the doubt, it might spike because people do wait till series are finished. Yeah, to mash it, to watch. To it, yeah. So that's why I said to date, as of June 18, twenty two, it's looking pretty bad. So let's we'll see what happens as time goes on. See, I don't even know if those numbers are pretty bad when you think about it. It's an original entity. They after everything I just illustrated. It did turn a lot of people off. I would imagine it'd be bad in a, in a sense of how much it would have cost to produce that. And not at this not point, hitting not a that. million is kind of tough on viewership, maybe. But if it, especially if it turns out the other way, right. if 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 let's say the show didn't do well, but everyone loves the character, if they follow the character into the movie and it ends up showing up doing well in the film, I don't think they're gonna give a shit. All this, all the low numbers mean to me is it probably isn't going to get a season two. But again, like you said, uh, it's only been out for like about a week. If the numbers jump up after that, that may happen. So we'll see. I don't know what the big. Did you see Loki? I started watching it. It was good. I just again just fucking didn't. I was watching it around the time where I think I had COVID, and I oh. just stopped watching it. I'm really bad with that stuff, man. I, if I can't like binge. 
binge it, then it's like it's really tough for me to fucking go back to it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw it on the because Disney does it weekly. I saw it on the weekly basis. I I even watched it back. I don't know. It's weird. I'll watch the weekly and then I'll watch it all in a row, so I get a better sense of how the story was supposed to flow. I didn't think Loki was that bad. I don't get the hype. Because it's widely considered one of the best ones they've done so far, and I don't get it. It's Loki. I think a lot of people just want to fuck him. Well, they're in good shape, because apparently Loki will fuck just about anything. Can you blame on, him? Based on what he's discussed on the show, which was yeah. another bullet point. Oh, he's a bisexual. Dope. I mean... He's an Asgardian. Well, Weren't they show all? A, show of hands, who was surprised? <laughs> Like, I don't, I hate when people have shock factor just for the sake of shock factor. You ever see those moments where the guy, the kid is like struggling to get the words out to his family and they're like, oh, I have something to say. And it's like, bro, just say it. They're like, I'm gay. And he's like, finally relieved. He said it. And the whole family's like, nigga, <laughs> you, are, you weren't hiding it very well. Like, we know it's not a big deal. That's how I feel about low key being bisexual. Hmm. That's how it's done. Mm-hmm. You just said a second ago, though, that it was it's if you can't binge it, it's hard for you to go back. But you did go back for Obi Wan. I never said, started Obi Wan. I hit that. Sh- I one shotted that shit. I turned shot. it on and I finished it. Boom! You but it was it good through. though. Well, that's what we're, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. What what are your thoughts? What happened there? What the, you said it was good. When's the last time you? Uh, Watched a Star Wars property of any kind. Uh, believe it or not, uh, more recent than you think. She actually really likes them. I was surprised at how much she really liked us. Still, she'll do these things where she'll just get into this binge. She being Listen, your wife. I yes, I think that I binge. No, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> I can't talk when it comes to binging, bro. I don't think anybody can do it better, bro. She gets when she wants to watch something, she finishes that shit. I'm talking like fucking full anime, full anime seasons, three, four, five, six, seven seasons are like 20 episodes a piece, man. She'll go a week. And every time she watches TV, it's that thing. And she won't quit until she's done. I don't know how she does it. I'll get burnt. I have to stop for a little bit. I can't go too many episodes. But, yeah, she got an itch to watch this. She, she was like, let's try it. And we started watching it. My only real gripe, and I struggle to remember everything because I watched it a little bit ago, but it wasn't necessarily any particular in the uh, about the show. It was more so the pacing for me. I felt like I felt like if they took the time to explain a little bit more, uh, and like I said, if they add like an episode or two and maybe dove a little bit more into something or maybe some of the scenes, like I felt like there was a lot of cut scenes of him walking into his place, like weird shit like that. And I, sometimes when they jumped to like the next part of the story, I always felt like there was something missing. Did you did you get that feeling as well? Like we missed something important. Like, like, the like they kind of not even just like if it was majorly important. Like, like they skip ahead. Like it felt like the story was rushed a little bit. Mm. I felt like there were some gaps. I can't quite remember exactly off the top of my head when I, I like I said, I watched it like over a week ago. But um, yeah, there were just some pieces when we were both looking at each other. Like, 
Uh, I mean, okay, like I'm not lost. I, I know what's going on, but I just like I feel like you could have explained something just a little bit more here, and it would have just been the pacing would have been a little bit smoother. Like I, I found it unnecessary that I had to watch Obi Wan. That's a good excuse. That's a that's a good one. I felt it weird. They had a lot of this in there that I had to keep watching Obi Wan Kenobi cut that piece of meat in front of everybody. Oh, and, and I kept saying, I'm like. Every time they did it, I'm like, does nobody see him doing that right in front of him? The one guy asked for his shillings, and the guy told him to beat it. And that encounter was pointless. Nothing came from that encounter. And meanwhile, like three times, this man cut a big-ass piece of meat out of what they're farming to take it home. And I never watched him eat it. He just took it home. He never he gave it because he, he gave it to his animal. It wasn't him. He fed it to his animal. That was shown. Did they? Yeah. That I'm bugging, bro. That I must have been blacked out right in front uh, of the you screen. You missed it then. No, he was feeding it to that, that I don't want to say camel, but whatever the fuck it was he was riding Dude, on. I, I, I just didn't understand. But, but again, even if that was the case, I still don't understand what that had to do with anything that was going on. It was so fucking weird. And I said it out loud. I was like, is nobody seeing this dude take from what he's working? And she's like, oh, but he's a Jedi. She's, he can probably just do the mind trick thing and nobody really knows he's doing it. And I'm like, okay, well, you made it made sense, but still I don't understand why we're doing this. Like there's other things we could be talking about. This scene makes no sense to me. Mm. So I don't know, little things like that. Little things like that were, but again, it wasn't bad. I think it was fucking awesome. Mm. Well, <laughs> um, okay. So as far as what she said about using the, the Jedi mind trick, that actually is refuted in the story because he hadn't. The whole point of the story is he hadn't accessed or used the Force in ten years. That's why he was so rusty when it started. Which then now makes the scene even more fucking confusing. Just, why am I just, watching this? He's cutting the meat for his animal. And the reason why you're seeing the consistency, because he did it more than once. Absolutely. It's like every, every time he would leave work, they made sure they showed you that he was cutting the meat for his friend. And the reason for that is more character-wise than it is story-wise. What they're showing you is that regardless of how much trauma he has suffered and how much bullshit he has gone through, to the point where he's cut himself off from the Force... And cut himself off from civilization, apparently. He still hasn't lost his morals and his need to care for people or things. That he would risk his job. The only thing that's really keeping him sane in order to make sure that his animal and his friend, the only friend he has left, is being fed. It's, okay, and I'm glad you base. got that from that because you're such a philosophizer. But <laughs> philosophizer. there is nothing in that show that yeah, tells me that. That explains that. I know. And, it, and, and that's where the gap feels weird right like mm -hmm. if if i went i'm like damn i see that damn he's still he's still he's still obi you know what i mean take him take, take, take him out but he's still oh he's still obi always be oh like i get that you say that to me and if i went into that with the mindset of that i don't think it'd be as weird but there's nothing in that that says that to be right. honest with you i didn't even know he was cut off from the force until later on when they said it yes that's another part, yeah, because you don't realize that he because they don't you just assume you it till he says it. that he's yeah. still sitting there watching the kid. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's what he's doing. He's watching over the kid yeah. with the intentions of, and he said his own out of his own mouth with his intentions of, you knew the deal. You watch him until he's ready. And then I take him to train him. But the funny so thing what is, the is fuck he are you training him if you don't have the force anymore? Well, see, it's the thing. He, he, the deal was, is that when he was ready, he would train him, but it would be years before he would actually be ready. As a matter of fact, in the original Star Wars, I don't think Obi-Wan still felt he was ready. Luke kind of jumped the gun because he was being so antsy in his pantsy that he wanted to go do some shit. And they kind of forced it. But even then, it would he knew that when he did that, it would be years. People have to remember. Remember the last time he had access to the but Force? But Luke did it because he felt the need to help his family. Right. right. Like with but the whole racing still, and trying to make money. Right. But they still the, didn't really feel like he was ready to be doing all that shit. But that's they why he jumped it. the gun because he wanted to do more. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to tell people. Remember what happened the last time he had access to the Force. Okay. He felt Yoda was fucked up. He got fucked up. Anakin got fucked up. Then Anakin got turned to the dark side. Then he had to fight Anakin. Then he left Anakin for fucking dead. And then he was with Padme on her deathbed. It was like a barrage of trauma for 24 hours. Listen, I get it. He seen some shit. He seen some shit, yeah. And look what happened the minute he turned himself back over to the Force. Anakin's alive. He's pissed. He's on a murderous rampage. He's starting to feel everything. Oh, that all was going to happen again. whether he turned on the force or not. But he though. didn't so know that. Gonna, Last I time know, he remembered, but... he left him for dead. He thought Anakin was dead. He didn't know that as soon as he linked back to the force, it'd be an enraged Anakin looking for his candy ass, looking for his ass. Look at yeah. Look what were your thoughts on that girl? She was probably to me, and I hate saying this. She was probably the worst part of this. Reva? Yes. I don't think so. But go ahead. And it's it's it. I don't I don't think it's the character. I'm not a she started to grow on me till the towards the end, but I just didn't like her performance. Really? I did not like her performance, man. I just wasn't sold. I wasn't she was selling something and I was standing at the counter looking at it with my hand like pressed against my chin, thinking about it, but I just I really me and her both knew I wasn't buying. I just wasn't buying it, man. Wasn't buying what she was selling. I just wasn't buying what she was selling. Like it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but um, it, it just—it ah, just—it just, it just wasn't enough for me. But we all know who the true MVP of the show is, though, right? Who's that? The truest, the realest of all niggas in this show. Are you talking about that robot that was in the? the nope. The, okay. So Luke, who are you Luke's about? mom. <laughs> Luke's mom. The fucking. <laughs> oh, her, his aunt. First of the all, aunt, whatever. She started. Fuck, she started whatever. opening oh, up right. closets. Aunt, and shit. That's right. He calls him aunt and uncle. She's a fucking thug. But that scene, best scene in the whole fucking series. Dude, he goes, "We gotta run." She goes, "Run!" She started pulling the gun down. She's like, "Nigga, we fighting." Yeah, she said, "Listen, I'm not running, my <laughs> guy. This I is my run house. from nothing." Do you know where we live? It's desert from the right to the left of us. We have nowhere to go. Yeah, we're we're we fighting her. And they gave them, dude, they just. They, ah, gave, her, they gave her They gave her. the business, too. Dude, that was awesome. I looked at my wife. I was like, yo, she is the most gangster, gangster woman of all of the fucking Star Wars series, dude. I love the little subtle note, by the way, in that fight scene. Because when the show started, I think it was the very first episode, they showed Owen for the first time. And I used to make the jo- I was making the joke from the first episode. I said, because uh, I remember the old movies, and 
in the old movie, he had a limp. There was something wrong with his leg. He had a cane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's good to see young Owen moving around, not hobbling so much. And then that fight happened with Reva, and he fell off the scaffold, and he hurt his leg, and he started limping. And I said, no. Good that's that's right not how they're going to describe, I mean, explain the fucking limp, is it? It was through fighting Reva in his house. I was like, well, that was a nice little bit of little information right there. It was good. I have my little baby bitch complaints, but they're all kind of irrelevant because the the series all in all within itself was really, really, really fucking good. So I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching that. Funny story. I don't think a lot of people caught this, but we talked about it on that show with Pombo. The Revenge of the Sith, which was episode three, that was the last time we saw Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. And that movie ends with Obi-Wan giving Luke to Owen and the... I always forget... I don't know if it's... I forgot the aunt's name. But that's how that movie ends. He gives them the baby. He walks off. And then there's the two of them holding the baby with the sun going down or whatever. And the movie ends. The two actors who didn't... They didn't have any lines. But the two actors who played Owen and the aunt are the two actors who played the Owen Owen and the aunt in this series. They brought mm-hmm. the original two back. But here's they the did th- a lot of original But shit, here's though. the thing. Those two actors were hired randomly. They were nobodies at that time. They hadn't done shit with their careers. They were just starting. They just happened to look a lot like the original actors from the 70s, so they picked them. But Lord and behold, both actors are pretty big heavyweights in fucking Hollywood now. They're gets. So for yeah. those two to be like, yeah, I'd love to go back to the role I did nothing in and actually act in this time because now you guys trust me to say things. It's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah well, not fuck. just Star Wars, but they must have been like, do I get to talk this time? And they're like, do yeah. you want me to stand outside and hold the door open for Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling everybody I was a part of Star Wars. So, yeah, I was like, that's pretty cool. And it just so happened to be the guy like the guy. It's like one of my favorite actors, especially I don't know if anybody remembers that Warrior movie with him and Tom Hardy. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So I didn't say anything because you kind of spoiled it for me, which is fine. But I didn't say anything when we started watching, but I knew the original voice of Darth Vader was there, but I couldn't wait to see her reaction. Dude, she lost her fucking mind. The moment he started, I saw the helmet. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought he was going to say something, and then it just did the exhale. It just did the... Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. And then, like, Something happens and then it cuts again, not too far from that. And he's sitting in a chair and he starts talking. She goes, <gasps> she like sits up. She goes, no, that's not it. That's that's like, she thought it was like uh, manipulated, like uh, to sound like him. Uh, and after he talked a little more, she goes, that's really him. She lost her uh, fucking but- mind. And then the other big pop she got when the original Anakin voice was talking. Yes. Like when he, uh, what part was it? I think it was when it's like his helmet was broken. Yes, at the and, end when they mixed and the mod James and the mod was gone. It was like his actual voice, and yeah. it was the original Anakin's voice. And they mixed Invaders. Yes. Oh, dude, yeah. that ass. Oh, I get. You. I got chills. Well, I, I don't know if you want to tell her, but breaking news: it wasn't James. <laughs> oh, no shit, really? Yeah. So what happened was, is they did reach out to James. We found I found this out on the podcast because one of the guys researched God it. God damn, they did a good job. Uh, that shit yeah, they reached like. out to James. James really wanted to do it, but James is like eighty something, and oh, he shit. was really under the weather. So they were like, they were trying to get him recorded. It wasn't coming out the way that they needed it to. So what they ended up doing was, is they brought in another voice actor 
to sit with. Oh, James. you mean you mean Darth Vader? Yeah. Okay. So they had they had um, I made the joke. I said they must have went to his house and brought the production because they're not going to make James go to a studio, and oh, they didn't. On. They did go to his home, uh, but he wasn't feeling well and it wasn't coming up the way that even he wanted. So what they did was they brought in another voice actor who sounds a lot like James, and and James worked with him on uh, cadence, tone of speech, just different things that voice actors go over or whatever. Okay, no, I'll take it. He but wait, them. but wait, but wait. Still him. So they got so the other guy did the voiceover, but then they modded that to James's voice. So James was a part of the process, and it was well, modded, but it. there was a voice actor that came. I'll in take and tried it. To do and well, and it came out. Fucking Phenomenal. perfect. Then they took that voice perfect. and they modded it with Hayden's voice in the final scene when he was giving the speech about, which is another part of the speech that I think people were really talking about. The speech with Anakin and Obi Wan at the end, when he tells Obi, "I'm not your greatest failure. You're not the one who killed Anakin Skywalker. I am." Mm-hmm. There was a lot. There's there's two sides to that fence. Where they were saying, wow, what an ultimate heel move for him to tell him that, he, you know, he's in control of what's happening. He he chose this. He he wants to be this kind of guy. He wants to be this evil. Then there's the other side of the fence of people saying, well, maybe that was the last bit of Anakin we would see. Because if you think about it, Anakin kind of alleviated Obi of his guilt. You or at least you attempted didn't, to. Yeah, or at least attempted to. You didn't bring me to this point. Because remember, he turned before the fight. In that lava world, I forgot the name of the planet. Mm-hmm. But before that big fight, he had already turned. The younglings were dead. He was already making plans with Sidious. He was already referred to as Lord Vader. It was a done deal. He was going to be this person regardless. Obi just fucked up his immune system for fuck's sake. That's all mm-hmm. he really did. He made him an asthmatic over fucking night. That's all he really did. But, it, you know, for years, Obi felt guilty about the role that he played in all of that, and he kind of alleviated him from that. Yeah. We, didn't you say you had, like, a big gripe about it, or you had some big thing? The only really about? big gripe I had, I did not, I was not a huge fan of the role that they had Leia play. Because I felt like that was, they these things are supposed she to do did, fan she service. She did such a good job, though. That She's a fantastic, fucking, that, that little girl was an, is an actor, yeah. Killed that yeah, shit. She was man. great. I'm not going to say that it was a bad performance. She was phenomenal, especially for someone her age. She did great. I didn't like the creative of the idea of having him have this big ass adventure with Leia. Now I know that because I started thinking about it as soon as I introduced Leia, which I believe was Episode One. Uh, as soon as they introduced Leia, and then they started, they met, and then they're walking around and they're talking. So I'm like, I don't recall them ever having a fucking relationship. But then. It hit me that episode, the first Star Wars movie episode, I mean, ever, opens with Leia trying to send a message out to Obi Wan. That's what I was gonna say. I could have. That didn't. Which means yeah, they knew so each my... other, but they never expanded upon what that relationship was. Well, they did now. And when he died, she felt very emotional about it. So you knew there was a connection there. This series expanded on that by a lot. They got really close, apparently. When mm-hmm. she was a young one, but I just I I don't know I didn't like it because I just felt it took away from what I knew was eventually going to happen. And if you take away Leia from that 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 meeting between him and Vader was still as powerful. I don't know if I needed Leia in this. I just I don't know because I know that Carrie died, and this is another way to tip the cap to her and her character and the way she performed it, which was great. 
I don't think she was necessary to the story at all. Mm. I didn't. I just didn't need that. There's a million other ways that you could have showed sympathy for the Kenobi character. But then what had. else? The main, the whole series revolves around that encounter. But between the encounter between what Kobe, Obi Wan, and Leia. Yes. No. That's Bro, the majority no. of the no, no, episodes no. is them two together. That is not. That's the way they wrote it. That wasn't the anticipation for this series. They wanted Obi Wan and Vader. <laughs> I'm in the talking same about it, room. and it's within its current state. Like fucking what? There's six, seven episodes yes, in like, its current four, state. Four, it was a four, big part of the story. Was those two right? So my question to you is: Without that, let's say we take that out. What do you put in its place? Literally what encounter anything. you can what encounter do you put in its place? You could you could have had him meet someone along the way. It's you have an opportunity to tell an original story. You already have original P characters in this show. There were a lot of people that have never existed until this show started. And you could have still gotten to I'm going to protect her because I'm a Jedi and this is what I used to do and this is the only reason that they they tied in Leia is the connection between him and Benjamin Benjamin was it Platt or Pratt or whatever his name is no oh, no I got the wrong older Spanish guy Jimmy Smiths there you go <laughs> Jimmy Smiths was in the original movie they were able to get him back to reprise his role if only for a few minutes but they still got him to come in. So there was a connection there. That, to me, was only really created specifically to get Leia into this. And again, like I said, we didn't need Leia. You could have done this literally any other fucking way. You could have brought in an original or a brand new character for him to be looking after and remind him of what it was that he was sent to Tatooine to do in the first place, which was look over Luke. Because even though we did see a few scenes with him checking on the boy, he, he spent 10 years living on his own. He wasn't doing anything, so anything, meeting anything with anything would have still worked. You could have literally done anything. You could have brought Leia in at some point as a character just to give you a throwback or a callback, but she didn't need to be a predominant part of the fucking story. They did, essentially, they did more character development on Leia, but they didn't do anything new with Leia. Yes, she's a sassy bitch, we know. Yes, she's a... Gutsy, soon-to-be general badass. Yes, we know. They didn't do anything new with this character. Nothing. They just showed you what she... Here's what Leia would have been like at 8. <laughs> like, I didn't need that. That didn't do anything for me at all, whatsoever. That was Fair my enough. only real gripe to the whole thing. I didn't need her there. There's a lot of different directions you could have gone. As a matter of fact... No, that wouldn't have worked either. Okay, but you still needed someone sympathetic, because I was thinking about uh, Ice Cube's kid. I forgot his name. The guy who played Roku, was it Roku or Roku yeah, yeah. or whatever? He did good, too. He did good. <clears throat> yeah, he did. I saw him. I was like, damn, that guy looks like Ice Cube. And she was like, that's Ice Cube's son. Yeah. I'm like, nah. He's, I remember being a little yeah, thinner. He's a good actor, but I looked, bro. But I looked it up, man, and, and yeah, it was him. Yeah. He, he looks, killed he, it. He, he's, he's becoming a really good actor. I like him. He's funny. Yeah. He's got timing like his dad. But here he was a little bit more serious. And See, the difference between good. him and his dad, his dad does well as he, he does well, but he still has that <clears throat> amateur delivery. He's got yeah. that ice. Let me not say amateur. He's got the ice cube delivery. Yeah, he's he's kind of like cube. when That's you watch is. ice cube act, you're watching ice cube. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. He's got his own flavor, but his son comes off like it 
actor. Like yeah. he can be a different character. He can be sympathetic. He can be hard. He can be hood when he needs to be, but he can also right. be serious. I like that. I like he that he brought rom-com. that little that flavor that that to Star Wars, right? Yeah. To Star Wars. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good pick because they still got they still got great acting, but they still got that. You know, a little ghetto. Yeah. It, it, I was just gonna say, yeah, I give him credit for be having the ability to not be that being way. Cringy. He could, he can act and not be hood and not be ghetto and not be with that swag. He can turn but, that off at but will. He, but but he the fact that he, you a little bit. I was gonna say the fact that he chose to add that to the character in Star Wars, like a little bit, not a enough, little bit, just enough to just you enough see it, to make but him it stand doesn't out. fuck yeah. the character. Yeah, it doesn't fuck the character up. It gives you just enough for him to stand out, mm-hmm. and that's a little. There's a little bit of charisma to that character, just a little bit. But you gotta play it close to the vest in Star Wars. Everybody's a little everybody's a little plain Jane in Star Wars. Even Sam mm-hmm. Jackson had to tone it down a little bit. This man shits and pisses charisma. It's hard for Sam Jackson to not be Sam Jackson. But that's what Sam Jackson that's why he's so fucking insane, because he could do the same thing, but his role is of a high stature. Yeah. So he has to bring that elegance yeah. to when the role. Sam was playing Mace. In the original, in the in the prequels, that was about as serious and flat as I've ever seen Jackson in my life. Where he was running lines with Yoda, and he was just like saying these regular ass sentences, no, no connotation, no flavor to it, just white saltine cracker bullshit. Mm-hmm. I was like, even when he got angry at Anakin, if what you have told me is true, then you have gained my trust. I'm like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> Sam Jackson. Mm. I was waiting for him to turn around, motherfucker. What did I just say, bitch? Stay right here. I trust I'm gonna you, go, motherfucker. Uh, good information. I trust you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yo, to this motherfucker about to get slapped. Sit your bitch ass down. I was waiting for it. When they, especially when Anakin got out of his mouth, say we uh, the council has spoken and we have granted you the title of Jedi Knight, but you have not been given the title of Master. He was like, what? No one has joined the council without being master. It's not right. It's not fair. And he was like, sit down, young Skywalker. It was like, that's the most I'm going to get from you? A stern-ass sit down? That's the best? Mm-hmm. All right, whatever, my man. Whatever, whatever. I feel like Joe Pesci's in the Okay, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, okay. So, yeah, Obi-Wan. So, overall, good. You guys, did, you guys got into it. Yeah, it was great. There you go. There you go. Uh, I know that uh, there's some serious stuff we have to talk about here at the end of the program here, but really quickly, I just also wanted to touch on about two quick wrestling things, not too much to really talk about as far as the wrestling stuff goes, because I've never used the word burnt out before. Because well, that was the perfect time because to be burnt I've, out. I'm still watching wrestling. Because Liv Morgan is running amok as... <laughs> I'm still watching wrestling, so I can't sit here and say that I'm burnt <laughs> out on wrestling. <laughs> What the fuck? What did you just say? I said, I said you skipped me. You didn't even fuck it. You just gave me a sigh and kept moving. Because I goddamn worried about because it all it almost sounded a lot like like you said. Liv Morgan is running what a muckus. was like she's running a muckus. I'm running a muck, dude. But you pluraled it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, because it's more than one night. If uh, she did it once, then it was a muck. Several mucks is I'm a muck. Is, is the word muck eye? Oh, is it muck eye? <laughs> or, or is muck plural within itself? Uh, she's becoming a muckist. 
along the way. <laughs> Liv Morgan, the muckest, the running oh, muckest. God damn, dude. I can't believe she's the fucking champion, dude. Dude. And, oh. Did you All see right. her response to the criticisms of the whole deal? I hate you. Know? I, oh, my God. What did she say? I don't even know word for word what it was, but it paraphrase it, it, paraphrased version. She works her ass off. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't. Here's a hard fact of life, folks. You can work your ass off. You can work very, very hard. They're not, they're they're not ready still for that. Not they're not ready for good that. at it. They're not ready for that. People were told all their life, you work hard, you get reward. That's yeah. not how that works. You can work your whole fucking life on something and not be fucking good at it. it I know people who've been is. YouTubing for over 13 years and still only get like 400 views it, on their shit. Maybe. It's so. just, it is what it is. So... And that's not a bad thing. It's a passion. You keep rocking, and some people get rewarded, but it is what it is. Hopefully, it'll be over soon. <laughs> the terror. Hopefully, the terror will be over. <laughs> so, one of the small things that I wanted to bring up as far as wrestling goes, actually, you just hit on it uh, while we were slightly off air there. Is a, say that sentence again you just said because I want to expand on that. This is what happens when what? When Sasha Banks leaves the WWE. Perfect segue. That's her belt. That? That's her just belt. Saying. <laughs> just Dude, saying. That's her house. You're just living in it. That's all that that's is. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> Sasha Banks is back in the news. So here's the thing. Officially, officially, we haven't heard dick about her either being released or not being a part of the company anymore or anything. We haven't heard anything official. Looks like she's done. But Sasha Banks has made the decision in her head. She's fucking finished and she's doing other shit. So, oh, yeah. so she's uh, apparently using her original name, her original name, her birth name, her real name, Mercedes Vernado. But she's able to legally do the FKA, which is the formerly known as Sasha Banks. That's a legal thing you can do. I've seen it done in the past. And uh, so she is making a little bit of news because her asking price for these conventions and for these non-wrestling events and that seems a little low for me i think she's being nice <laughs> it's so funny because she's getting people of course guys right no woman is saying this but it's all men she's not worth thirty thousand fucking dollars really she's what? not worth because the, there were a lot of comparisons there was actually a, a convention center who declined the offer and literally told i forgot which website they said that's the kind of money that we pay for Hogan and for Goldberg and, you know, those ilk. Shawn Michaels got paid 30000 Why am I giving 30000 to Shasta Banks? Because she's Shawn Michaels. That's why. <laughs> that's why you're paid. Because she is Hogan. Because she is Goldberg. Hey, listen, man. First of all, stop, being, stop trying to blow her spot. First of all, you shouldn't be discussing her, her asking price. That's first that's, and foremost. That's, that is disgusting. Disgusting professionalism. You're going trying to bark her asking price. Unless she publicized it herself, you should not be doing that. Yeah, she hasn't. That's fucked up. That is a I would not, if I'm in the business, I'm not doing business with that person. Me personally, I know people will take the money, whatever money they oh, can yeah, get. Oh, yeah, wrestling is business is. is filled with hoes left and right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's They're going to take it. Me, I would never, first of all, not only stupid. Did you just blast Sasha Banks? But you just blasted some legends too. Yeah, now they where's their negotiating angle now? You just took away negotiating power from them. You fucking because idiot. the next and person. The crazy is shit go, is nobody right. says that. 
They're hyper focused on Sasha Banks yeah. asking for her worth. Yeah. Because now those people are gonna go, Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not paying Goldberg fifty thousand. You're giving him thirty? Yeah. And he's taking thirty? Nah. You I'm, fucking I'm only gonna idiot. give him thirty. He just worked off their pockets. Oh, this motherfucker gets blackballed. You do not talk about people's pricing. <laughs> you fucking moron. Yeah, you never discuss money with people. Ever. What a piece yeah. of shit. Like that I can't believe that that's not what people are going on about. No, Instead, because, I'm reading yeah. I'm reading about people saying, Oh, she's not that she's not worth that much. First of all, of off of what metric are you basing this off of? Second of all, you're talking about giving Hogan and Shawn Michaels 30. Well, I think you're lowballing them. I think they're worth more <laughs> in a sense. If anything, they're probably giving you a discount. That's probably and it's not gonna happen again. And buddy, you're talking about people who look at those dollars differently than Sasha Banks does. We're talking about two eras of inflation here. 30K to a Hogan may feel and look different than 30K to a Sasha. Listen, you know what I mean? Like Hogan, that, Money-wise, Hogan's up to date. I wouldn't be surprised if Hogan had a Cash App and a Zelle and a Venmo. I, I, I don't think he would know how to use it, but I bet you that motherfucker no, no, no. has and, it. And you know what? I'll counter that with maybe not. Maybe he gets big money. Maybe that's big money for the market. But to be honest with you, if he wanted to be – the people that he just said could set the tone if they wanted to. So mm -hmm. I'm going off of the belief of their mindset being the way that it is, where they're not going to push the envelope for them. This is big money or that's big money. Right? I'm going to assume to me, I'm going to assume to them this is big money because to me, they should be getting paid way more than that for a fucking appearance. Because if Hogan is coming, you're making way more than that. Yeah. You you're, so you're lowballing these wrestlers again, taking advantage of the same era who got taken advantage of before because they should be getting paid way more than that. I'm sorry, I don't know if you disagree or agree with me, but that's the case. Sasha asking for this in this day and age, that is, I think that's reasonable. I think she should be asking for more. Yeah. Fuck your appearance. She doesn't have to be at wherever the fuck you're going. Yeah. So this is what I'm asking. If you don't want me, it's okay. I'll go somewhere else. She I think it's clear that Sasha is not driven by money. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think she's driven that point home, yes. I, I, th I think it's safe to say that she's good on money. She does this for a passion. So you're either going to respect her shit or you're going to fucking move on. Guess what? You're probably just fucked up. Now she's going to raise the price. Yeah. Oh, you got a problem with 30? That's no biggie. How about 50 now? Yeah, yeah. 50, 50. now. How about that? I'll take How about that? Don't you worry. You want that. you want to make money? You better pay. You're going to pay money. Sorry, buddy. Fuck that. She don't need it. She does not need to whore herself for a little bit of money. And then you think you're going to blackball her by barking her asking price for all these people to not pay her? Yeah. Whatever, dude. Another Fucking thing idiot. that she's proven over time, not big on intimidation. Oh, no. Doesn't, you can't doesn't do seem to go with that very well. Actually, no. actually tends to poke the bear rather than run from it. Right. So that's probably not going to work out either. The yeah. ideology that Sasha Banks is not worth 30000 usually stems to me on the fact that she's a woman's wrestler. Absolutely. And that's really all the people. Absolutely. Have. And that's pure ignorance. And, and you're yeah. being stupid because women wrestling right now, if not matches male wrestling, mm -hmm. it fucking exceeds it. She has a, a, a really big male following. There's no doubt about that. Look at her. That's obvious. But mm. I think, 
personally, the reason why these convention centers and these wrestling, whatever, these put-together things, that they don't like the women's wrestlers a lot isn't because they're popular. It's who they're popular with. If in the old days when you got women to come to your, let's say uh, as, an, as an example, you own a comic book shop and you're going to bring some wrestlers in for an autograph session, right? If you were to bring in some of the older female stars, Medusa, Sunny, Sable, right? You're gonna get you're gonna get a large male audience. And they're worth the money to some people. Because I know see that's gonna happen a lot. Didn't I just postpone you earlier? You still go boom. <laughs> um the uh you're gonna get a big male audience, right? So that's why these convention centers They'll throw themselves. You know how many women have been in the wrestling business for a day and they'll be brought in for wrestling conventions and the wrestlers don't even know who she is, but she's hot and she used to be hot back in the day and the fans love her, so they'll bring her in. This new generation of women's wrestlers aren't appreciated in the same way that the older ones were because... The new wrestlers aren't worried about being sexy, aren't worried about the male audience, so they don't bring in as many as the old ones do. You know what they bring in? Women and little girls because they look up to them. Mm-hmm. Grown women who, will wa- who won't watch wrestling, but they'll watch Total Divas. Young girls who love wrestling and now can see girls that look like them. or And they want to be that. And they want to be that. So that's their following. Sasha Banks has a way bigger women's following than she does men, and the men who follow her just want to fuck her, right? So it's a different type of audience. Mm-hmm. Convention centers, or which is really weird if you think about it. Well, how is that weird? Men always want to just, just no. I understand that, but if you're if your ideology, and I understand, I'm someone who understands the psychology behind doing something unconsciously, like doing, like for instance, like you just said. The drive is to bring in the hot chick, to bring in all the horny dudes to to the shop so that they could buy shit because they'll probably they're more likely to buy more, right? If it's a comic book shop who brings in the hot chick, all the weird perma virgin nerds will come and then while they're there, pick up a comic book, right? right. Whereas the little girls who come there just to see them, they might buy a comic book or two as well, but they're really there to see her because they like what she does, not the fact that they want to fuck her. So they're not like, it's a different group of people, but right. it's, if you stand back in a third person and like fucking think of that ideology, you want, your, your plan is to bait a bunch of horny, weird ass dudes to your shop. Right. But see, women don't want to be the bait that's the problem if sasha banks has a really big female following but a female is not going to go to a comic book store to see sasha banks you know why because as much as they would love to see sasha banks you know who's going to be waiting at that comic book store for them about 20 to 30 horny living in mom's basement undeodorized motherfuckers are going to be sitting there waiting to play uh doorknob with her titties or slap her on the ass or some shit she's not trying to be sexually assaulted for an autograph Right, 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 right. Women stay away from places like this. And places like this are where you generate money with wrestlers. So it doesn't do them any good to bring in uh, female wrestlers, the ones who are wrestlers, wrestlers. Okay? The, the ones who are about the business. The ones who are about the business. Who are not they look here. great because they yeah. stay in shape, but they're not out here yeah. just trying to. You know how many 
fat, overweight, no athletic, no fucking tan of any kind because they haven't seen the sun, unmitigated, unbalanced pieces of shit are on Twitter every day. I don't get the thing about Charlotte. She can't even wrestle. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> we don't Same thing with Sasha. Those. Same thing with Sasha. She's not worth $30,000. She can't even wrestle. Are you in? She may live in a mental fucking mania. And you get out of breath when you open up a $3 bag of Doritos. Yo, you're it's, the one that I hey, should be they listening to. They seal those very hard nowadays, okay? Yeah. It's hard to Airtight, open Airtight, apparently. <laughs> Half of these it's, built, it's the built-in pressure of all that air in the bag. Uh, yeah. I once saw a fan terrorist tricep opening a Pez dispenser. And you're going to tell oh, me. Damn, and you're going to tell me that she can't wrestle. Please, please. Wrestler, fucking ass off. And 30000 is being nice. When it comes to female performers in the industry, the four horsewomen, A, B, C, D, you can mix them in any order you want. Four of the greatest to ever fucking do it. Period. Bar none. No conversation. And Sasha's one of the best and of them. And Sasha's one of the best of them. If not arguably the best. In-ring worker, you have a strong argument. If you're going to talk in-ring work, Becky's last, and she's great. That's how be- dope. Becky that's how is dope. last place, and she is and phenomenal. She's great. So that's saying something. And that's saying something about the four of them together. I want to say outside the ring on the mic, Becky's number one, though, and I think that's what pushes her ahead. Oh, no. She's a complete pack. She's she's more of a complete package than the four of them. I just, I'm saying, because the criticism is she can't even wrestle. So if you're just looking at the in-ring, just the in-ring, Becky's fourth. I think, and, I think and, it's. I think. I think verbiage like she can't and wrestle needs to just not be associated with people at a, such a level, at at such a level. Like when we're talking mid card or even maybe like mid to high card, sure. But once you start talking about the Beckys, the Sashas, the Biancas, the these people, the the flares, you the words cannot wrestle should never exit anybody's mouth, and the moment it does. Please stay away from those people because they're the same ones that you will tell the sky is blue and they will tell you it's green. Leave it alone. Do not associate yourself with these people because clearly they do not understand shit that's right in front of their face. You cannot be at that caliber and not be a good wrestler. I have a new rule on Facebook. If you tell me that Sasha can't wrestle, but you're a Liv Morgan fan, you're blocked. No, I can't have that negativity in my life. Cut the first part of that, keep the last, and just block them. <laughs> I don't get the. I really don't understand. Like she's not, she's not the worst thing in the world. Who lives? It's yeah. It's it's just it's my same argument that I had with AEW, the girl with the TNT belt, Jade. Oh, Jade, right? It yeah. was my same argument with Jade. She's not the worst thing in the world. She's not terrible, but she is not at the caliber of which you need to put a belt on her. And this is even worse. This is way worse. Yeah. Because she has a TNT title, which you could argue is like an equivalency of like an intercontinental title. Right? Right. That's fine. I still don't think you should put the belt on her because gold means or should mean something. This is one of the highest belts you can have as a woman in the WWE, and it's on someone who, in my opinion, is not of that caliber when you have a locker room full of women 
who should be should, who should have that belt on them. So there must so I'm gonna I'm gonna use one of your logics. Okay. I'm gonna assume Liv Morgan sells when selling numbers are better than what I could imagine they are. Because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I've, Maybe I've she moves product. Me, I've never heard anything about her moving anything. I understand so that, a, but your argument to some of these people sometimes would be like, "Oh, I don't know why this person. Uh, hey, I, they always they always force this down my throat. Yeah. I don't know why." And you you always say, "Look at the numbers." I they would, and shit. I will tell you right now. First, I will tell you right here officially on the show. If she does move, then I stick by that. Absolutely. I can understand why they would do it. But and that that's adds to only... my confusion because I've never heard, I've never seen anyone with a Liv Morgan shirt. In my I, I will give the only benefit of the doubt that I would give is that she is moving numbers, maybe even, um, maybe not amongst all of WWE, but amongst like, let's just say the women wrestlers, maybe Liv Morgan pushes more than them. And that's why she's got the belt right now and they're giving her a shot. That's the only thing in the back of my Man, head that's given her really a shot. look that up because normally... Normally, when I use that as an argument, it's because I've that's because as I'm going into this with the knowledge of that. I've right. never heard one time anyone ever say, "Man, she really moves merch." Uh, again, I, that's the only saving grace in my head that would make sense to. I have why one other saving this. grace, and hear me out on this. I, I we came here to talk about Sasha, but we're talking about Liv. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entertaining that one at all, whatsoever. No. Okay, I just, I just I want to make sure you I, heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I'm not. Because Ooh, here's the thing, and shit. and and you know the reason why I'm not touching that with her is because she's had a rumor. She, there's rumors about her from when she first got there, so I'm gonna leave that alone because I don't know. I don't, I, mean, even know, I don't even know Ruby where that Riot. went. I don't even know where that went over time. Let's, the rumor kind of got out. Let's interview Ruby Riot. She'll uh, tell us. She'll tell us. <laughs> Let's bring she'll Ruby on. Hey, you are clearly the superior wrestler here. Yeah. Why didn't they release you? Well, to be fair, and AEW doesn't her. know what to do with you either. True. So AEW doesn't know what to do with a lot of people, yeah, but I digress. Well, yeah, well, I digress as well. But to get back to live for just a second, mm-hmm. um, I have one other saving grace that maybe this is it, and we mentioned it just a second ago before we got on live, and that's the four horsewomen. The four horsewomen, as great as they are and as much as they've done, what else can they possibly do? At this stage, we do need more stars. We do need more no, options at the top. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, you're just going to run them no, into the don't. ground, just keep the four horsemen up there forever? And John ever Cena. Roman the, Reigns. The, the, no, you don't. No, you don't. I don't want to hear that shit. In a world where Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan, and John Cena that's, exists. That's exactly the reason why we need more stars. The names that you just gave is the exact reason. When they fed Cena, Cena ran out of people to the point where they took him out of the main event spot and moved him and made him a U.S. champion just so they had a reason for him to fight undercard guys because there was no one left. Roman Reigns was fed everybody to the point where now they didn't move him to the mid-card. He's still the champ, but he's not on TV because there's no one to fight. Who can Charlotte fight? Becky right now is fighting Shotzi and Liv. They're fighting fucking nobodies now. There's no one left. Shitsy Blackshard. Shitsy Blackshard. A second ago when you said that Liv Morgan is not the worst in the world, she was the first one that came to mind. I was like, well, at least she's not Shitsy. Yeah, well... You gotta have a little bit of star power. Shitsy, Shitsy is the. I I didn't see money in the bank, and I don't think you did either. And I have Mm -hmm. no intention of seeing it. 
And the big news that came out of Money in the Bank was the two ladder matches and Theory losing the U.S. title. And the other thing that came out was apparently Shotzi had a big botch in the ladder match that everyone was dragging her for to the point where she had to go on Twitter and respond to it. And I don't even know why at this point you would because you're just going to botch again tomorrow. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. She's I forget really she's bad on the roster. She's really bad at this. And I get that she has a look, and I get that she has an energy she about her. She cannot look. do this. I don't know. They keep telling me she's got some sort of a look. She's got this exotic green-haired thing going in the tank, and she's got the metal look and the attitude with the makeup and the blah, 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 blah. She's the shits. Hence the name Shitsy, Shitsy Blackshark. I don't know what to tell you. But Sasha, <laughs> shots, <laughs> Sasha. Raise your uh, price, a, Sasha. I Sasha know you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, I know. She, yeah, I know, yeah, you, I know oh. you're sitting on your balcony drinking your tea and listening to this. Raise your price now. Yeah, raise your price because now this guy's play, this, these guys are playing games now. They want the real deal. Let them pay for it. Bro, if I was her, if it was a high-caliber event, I would give them a lower price. If it was a low-caliber event, I would make that shit like 150 Bro, yeah, I'm not coming out to your bus ass event to bring you the money. Literally, people are just gonna come see me. You're paying me for it. So, well, I hope she charges more, and I hope she continues to do what she's always done, which is she's hold herself chilling, in man. She's unbothered by these fucking idiots. <clears throat> One other thing that's come out in the news, as far as wrestling goes, and it's back to the WWE for just a second. <sighs> Does it actually change anything? No. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. TV 14 People is, are hyped the, for it, though. is is hyped for it. Hyped for it. TV 14. Uh, so a mandate came down from USA Network. They want to change the rating to Monday Night Raw to back to its TV 14 format that it used to be before. Now, here's the deal. Here, let me explain why people are hyped, and then I'll explain why they really shouldn't be. Because I, there's two, I think it's, you just said it. It's so two I'm different just... worlds. Yeah, I kind of did just say it. Because back in the 90s, I want to say 96, 96, 96 or 96. It definitely started 97, but I want to say the conversation started around 96. Um, when the NWO picked up, so yeah, 96. When the NWO picked up. It really became a thing in WCW. They need WWE needed something to counteract the wave. And they were pre-taped, which was a bad thing because their results were being given away. They were still in the midst of the goofy gimmicks with the the goon and the, the oh, all of this mantar and all this stupid shit. Ninety late ninety six or early ninety seven, I can't pin down exactly when it was, but Vince McMahon actually cut a promo on TV, the promo, the one where they were talking about giving the WWF a little bit of attitude, so to speak. And we're tired of insulting your intelligence and sticking to the format of good guy versus bad guy or whatever the fuck, right? Some sort of goofy-ass promo that he did on TV. It wasn't even in the ring. It was like a pre-tape thing. And that was supposedly the wild shot, the gun in the air, shooting the bullet off. Here we go. We're kicking off the Attitude Era. We're going to get nasty. We're going to get raunchy. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he was the one, Vince was the one, that pitched the idea of moving the programming into a TV-14 demographic. And USA bid on it reluctantly because they saw what ECW was going through. 
with their issues with their pay-per-view network and their television product, and they were like, all right, I, it's, it, you're getting into a lot of trouble. So within reason, boys, within reason. And, of course, WWE did everything in their power to make sure it wasn't within reason. We had tits and vaginas and hoes and all kinds of shit going on, and Val Venus's penis is getting cut off, and there's all kinds <laughs> of shit going on. And the Attitude Era was bugged. But here's the part about the Attitude Era that people seem to forget. It wasn't the TV-14 that made the Attitude successful. People think that with TV-14 they're able to do more, which is not entirely true, but there are some handcuffs that get released. Yes, they're a little looser on the language. Yes, they're a little looser on the violence. You can get away with a little bit more during TV-14. All that is true. But there's one thing that made the Attitude Era work in that format that it will not work here in the same exact format. If you do TV-14 now, just the same as you did then, it will not work. And the reason that it won't work is you. All the people listening to this, you are the reason it will not work. It will not work. It cannot work. It It just can't. Because you fucking people are not going to allow it to work. When we were kids in the 90s and Austin was out there calling people a son of a bitch and a piece of shit. And as the time went on, remember Eugene? Mm-hmm. You remember Eugene? Remember when we had a retard out there on TV mumbling and stumbling and goofy shit and all the heels were on TV calling him a fucking retard? And they were treating him like one and making him do goofy shit on TV. Remember when we had women's wrestlers who were legit wrestlers on the indies? And we brought them in and then they would be Godfather's hoes. And they would get a graphic on the screen that said hoes on it. <laughs> or like when we did three-minute warning. And the three-minute warning squashed the lesbians. Remember that was like a, that was, it was, it was on a graphic like a team name. It just said lesbians on it like that. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that shit today. Mm-mm. We're not doing that shit today. Oh, that's not true. You can do it today, but it would have to be more in an accepting way rather than, than a <laughs> yeah, in the way that it was before, right? Uh-huh. Like the the whole train won't be bad as long as you have like a little bit of every type of hoe in there. You know and there's saying? gotta be a few dudes in there, I guess. Maybe like dudes, some trainees. Which is the next thing. You remember the Mark Henry you remember the Mark Henry China thing where Mark Henry went on a date with like one of China's friends or something like that and ended up being a guy and like they were kissing or whatever and he put his hands down and he's like, oh my God. He's like, what's the matter? That's a penis. That's a penis. You got a penis. He's like, yeah, you're not down with me. Oh, he started throwing up and he was disgusted. <laughs> and then for the next few weeks, the fans made fun of him for touching a dick. And the announcers were on TV making fun of him for oh touching the Oh, my God. Dick. I can see the headlines now. Homophobic. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. You can't take here. a joke. That's it's, what we're that talking joke about. Is, that joke you today when, is still a joke. You remember when they, had, when they had Japanese, uh, the Kai and Tai, stand on the stage and mm. talk on the microphone, and there was a white guy in the back who said, listen, we will battle you tonight. For the tag team titles and do all kinds of stuff, and he would give the mic to Funaki and go, "Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm not seeing that rocking today. I'm sorry. Well, you, can, you can get that one. Or off. when Los Bariquas, remember Los Bariquas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were dishwashers and 
pulling off. They were they were working on plantations. I pulled him off of the well the jalapeno pepper farm yesterday or whatever like that. Oh, you remember that? Oh, oh, how about how about when Jerry the King Lawler was feuding, was in a program. It was a mini program because they were building Goldust for something else. But when Jerry the King Lawler was in a program with Goldust and he was doing the promo on Raw and he said that Goldust was a, a, a shame, a stain on the Rhodes family name. Here's Dusty Rhodes, one of the American dream, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and his son's on Raw acting like a faggot. Hmm. He says this on Raw. How hmm. is how is that going to crawl over into television today? Jerry it's, the King Lawler, the same guy who made that joke in 96, about two years ago, there was a match with Tozawa, and he made a ramen noodle joke, and they kicked him off TV. That's your king? That's the part that this is the era you want? Are you sure? Because well, I'm telling it's you. It's up right to now, the new generation to figure it out, though. That's the thing. See, but this, and that's <laughs> the next problem we have. Do we have any TV 14 talent? No, we don't. The best thing I saw was someone say Seth fucking Rollins. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, okay. That's not going to happen. They're not going to do fucking Rollins <laughs> on fucking Raw. Unless they purposely like the joke is, is that they said when they say Seth fucking Rollins, it gets bleeped every time. Well, that's lame. They yeah, can do that now. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, I think have. it's a cash. I think it's a cash grab, an eyeball grab. I think it's uh, sensational enough to get a few people to tune in and see if maybe it makes wrestling better. But guys. <clears throat> WWE is a company. Companies have policies, and at the end of the day, whatever is blackballed will still be blackballed. It's not going to change. The only difference is now is that they may or may not have to pan the camera away in a funky way if someone accidentally gets busted open. They can actually just leave the camera on them now, like yeah. things like that. They're, they're, they're a little bit more lenient to slip-ups. But the blackballed stuff and the policies are still going to be the policies, and they're going to have to. Even if, even if, even if the TV fourteen allowed things like blood, I still don't know if I would do it because AEW does it every fucking week, and it means nothing. But that's it because they do, do it every. They do it in the most fucking random. Like so you don't need blood. John Moxley just the other day was it the other day or a few weeks ago. I think it was a Tanahashi match. I can't remember. John Moxley bladed himself from a clothesline to the chest. I don't know what to tell you. Shit happens. This wait, is, he bladed, is, wait, tell me he bladed his forehead. He bladed himself after taking a clothesline yeah, to the chest. I get to himself. What part of his body did he blade? His head. The top of his head. He bladed the top of his <laughs> listen, head from a clothesline Listen to, to me. Verbiage, verbiage and language is very important. So when you tell me he bladed vaguely, I think need he bladed to know his chest. what part of his head. What a clothesline from Tanahashi. No, but that's what I'm saying. He better blade his fucking chest. He's but so no, explosive. He the head. He's so explosive. He hit me in the <laughs> chest so hard and sent tremors up to my brain and it imploded and it went out my forehead. Yep. That's how hard the, the clothesline hit him. The TV 14 does it. You have for TV 14 to work successfully, you have to have a creative process in place in which will be able to exploit that TV 14 to the maximum of its potential and put their talent in the best position to be successful. They can't do that now. They're not going to do. They can't do it with in handcuffs. They're not going to do it without them. 
then you have to have the talent to execute the play, which we don't have, because 90% of the fucking people in this business are boring pieces of shit that can't tell a story to save their life. And then the fucking people who are watching it wouldn't know good storytelling if it bit him on the ass. It's a com- it's a recipe and a combination for fucking failure. And the only thing that it really does, TV14, to be honest with you, all the thing that it really does, if it did come from USA and not Vince, as people are reporting that it was a USA decision and the board of directors and Vince are just kind of rolling with it, if it's really the USA Network doing that, then that's the USA Network telling WWE, we don't like this product. It's not doing well. We're not getting a lot of interest from sponsors and from the public with your product. Your show fucking sucks. So here is us. I mean, taking the fucking exactly. Here is us taking the leash off of your product. Do whatever it is you feel you can do to make this shit work. Because what you're doing now, no good. So if that's the case, if that's USA saying, hey, I'm going to give you one more chance. Here's TV 14. Make this program watchable. They're in a lot of fucking trouble because the pressure's on. And with them being in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a binding contract with the Peacock Network and in negotiation with Disney over in, uh, what is that, Indonesia or some shit to get them on the Disney app over there, they got a lot of streaming options on the, on the table. And the last thing people need right now is for them to just be like, you know what, fuck USA, and they just go streaming completely because then that's going to be the death nail. If you're going to go 100% immersive in the streaming world, you're in trouble. Because the streaming world is fucking saturated as fuck. Everybody's streaming right now. Everyone. You're just going to be one property amongst a million of them. And with your shitty ass creative, I'm sorry. Stranger Things right now is more popular than your entire fucking program. And that's one show on Netflix. Not to mention all the other shit that's on Netflix. Or Hulu. Or Paramount. Or whatever the fuck. But again, I don't think that's fair to compare because they, and I've been telling you this myself for a very fucking long time, why are these fucking idiots still contracted with a television, with television? I don't understand this. I feel that way more people would watch this shit if you A, cut it down a fucking hour, and B... Take it off the fact that I cannot fucking watch the new episodes unless I watch it when it airs. That's fuck. That that is not the era we're in. Your demographic are fucking adults. They have shit to do. Yeah, you're gonna make the money off the kids. That's fucking fine. But at the end of the day, your big money is coming from these fucking adults who's gonna be able to come to your events and do all this crazy shit. We can't keep. But you would have a double of whoever's watching because we just can't keep up with it. We work. People work shitty shifts. There aren't a lot of people who fucking have nine to five jobs where they're home in time to stay up till fucking 12 in the morning to watch your fucking program and go to fucking bed in time to go to fucking work. That shit doesn't make sense. Why are you still contracted with fucking television? I don't give a fuck what you tell me. It doesn't make sense. And maybe I'm stupid and I don't know math and obviously I don't have the logistics and there's things behind it. Obviously the ratings, blah, 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 blah. But then when you say shit like a laundry list of Netflix shows are far outweighing these guys by a long shot when I don't think it's because of the product. 
I think it's because of the access to it. I cannot watch the new episodes unless I TiVo it. Okay, and I called it so, TiVo, but still. Yeah, different versions like DVR, TiVo. It's all the same right. shit. But yeah, the only argument that I've ever heard against it or against just going full streaming all the time is they're still getting WWE I'm referring to. They're still getting anywhere from a million and a half to two million viewers multiple times a week. And I think the reason for that at this point is completely by fucking accident. Either that or by routine. Because like you said, everyone is streaming now. It's not even a fucking question that it's mostly all streaming now. My cable, I unplugged my cable box to plug in a fan so, I can go, <laughs> so that I can go to sleep. Like two, I don't even like have, two I don't, months ago. I don't even know where the fuck my cable box is. Like like two months ago, I did this. It's still unplugged on the side of the fucking. I don't watch it. And here's and, another question. Wait wait wait. If but let me finish I this one first. It, let me let me let me finish this one first though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I I think this I think this is the only argument that I've heard against it. They're still getting 1.5 to 2 million viewers a week, and I think it's by accident or by routine. And the reason why I explain it that way is because. If you go full stream, I feel the WWE is going to lose more than it gains if it goes full stream. If you're on network television, for the people who are still watching their TV, you can stumble upon the WWE even by accident. If you go full stream, the only way that that's going to work is if someone clicks on it. There's not going to be any accidental views. You go to, a, you go to the Peacock Network, it has its own section. You can browse through it. It's like movies, TV shows, and then it just says WWE. And I've been through that WWE section a thousand times. It is hard. It is difficult to find the shit I want to watch from WWE. If there's a pay-per-view that I, I know they fucking have it, but Peacock lists its things very differently than the network does. It's done by season. It's done by name, and it's done all different weird ways. For me to find the ECW one-night stand pay-per-view, we just went through this the other day. It took me 30 minutes to find that fucking thing. First, we checked the WWE section. Then we checked the, w the ECW section. It's not in any of those. And then we had to, okay, so then what do we do? We're searching in different sections. Now we have, we're in the area where it's like defunct pay-per-views. Or something like that. So then we're in there. And the short version of the story. It took us 30 minutes. And we found the pay-per-view. And it wasn't named. It was like One Night Stand. But it was like some weird. It was in some weird folder or whatever. I don't know. It was a pain in the ass. It's easy. It's hard to navigate. It's a pain in the ass to get through. It, you can't skip it by match. You got to watch through the whole thing. And then you got to fast forward. It's a pain in the ass. And it's it, to turn off. I don't want to watch it now. Fuck it. The way that I get around it is... On my smart TV, if I watch something on an app, whatever I was watching, my TV puts it in a category on like the second row where it says continue to watch. If it wasn't right there and I had to go looking for it, I would be so fucking irritated. I do this thing where I watch Raws and Smackdowns kind of in a row. And then when it leads to a pay-per-view, I'll pop the pay-per-view on and then go back to my Raws and Smackdowns so I'm watching the timeline completely. And to find the pay-per-views is a pain in the ass. If it's not WrestleMania or SummerSlam or Survivor Series or the Rumble, it's a pain in the dick. And I think it would hurt the WWE tremendously if they just went to stream. 
because their product does not dictate all the effort I got to put into finding the fucking product. I will quit. I mean, that's a matter of just fucking actually giving a shit about it. Right, exactly. And that's the problem. No one's giving a shit about their product. They don't have to because they think what they're doing is is better. And if it is better, then it is better. But if if, if you're okay with your numbers there, everything that comes from streaming is just extra. So they don't really give a shit about it. Then that's fine. Whatever. They're going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. I really don't give a shit. But, like, I I just find it hard to believe that TV is just the way to fucking go. Because I don't know anybody who sits and turns their TV on anymore. Nope. I really don't. I don't. I think it has everything to do with the fact that it's way too fucking long and people just cannot fucking sit there and watch this shit all day with their attention. And if you don't record it, you know, not everybody has full access of their um, their TV. Like, they got to share the TV with people. So you may not even be able to record it. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, eventually, listen, we're having this conversation because this is the current situation that they're in. Over time, the TV is going to be gone. Whether they get off of TV on their own or the, or the networks kick them off. Because it ain't doing shit for them either. TV networks are struggling right now. Struggling. That's why a lot of these TV channels and networks now are getting their own streaming. Paramount has its own thing. They were eliminating the middleman. Paramount used to give their shit to TV outlets so that they could be played. They don't need them anymore. It's the same thing that happened. A buddy of mine who's been doing music for forever, he's like, these record companies are sweating. These record companies are sweating because it's the new wave. Music artists don't need music companies anymore. The biggest reason for a music company was for them to promote you and get your shit out. There's no need for you to do that now. I could do it on my own. People, it's hard for some older people to believe, but there are thousands of people who are living off of their music, and you, so you would probably never know who the fuck they are. It's crazy. It is crazy. One Change of the biggest, one of the biggest fucking artists. Shit, what is his name? I can see his face off the top of my head, but he's got Diamond Records, and. They will know fucking talk. He's a rapper, and he, and he, people know of him, but he's not like mainstream. So you don't see him all over the fucking place. It's making me mad that I can see his face, but I can't remember. Is his it name a white guy? Yeah, Jack Harlow. No, no, no. He's a beast. No, I'm talking about um. It's it's no white guy. That's the only white maybe rapper Spanish, besides maybe Spanish guy. Maybe Sp- he might be Spanish, but he's very light skinned long okay. hair. Might work. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's not really that relevant. But the point is is actually kind of proves my point i can't really draw the name to my head but i mean i've seen interviews with him and he's in his mansion and he's got a wall that's taller than my apartment building filled with diamond records yeah diamond bro like go ahead it's crazy no i'm just saying it's crazy like this is you don't need to be mainstream to live off of your your shit. Yeah, if you and, work the internet properly, so, you will get the right people. It's so funny. I don't think I can remember a generation with more famous people that nobody knows. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. Before, yeah. when you used to be famous, you were famous because everybody knew you. You could be famous now, like you just said, sell a, like a million fucking things, and no one knows who you are. It's and like it's usually the, because people put yeah. you there. Yeah. You get yourself a niche product, man. Is that a fucking dragonfly? Oh, I was going to say, Ooh, Jesus Christ. It might be. You guys got some weird shit flying around out of here. I've been approached a few times during the course of this podcast. I'm just trying to see what's up. 
Oh, man. So we're going to get out of here soon, but there's one more thing I want to bring up before we go. A uh, little bit more on a serious topic. I don't know how much you knew about this subject before I sent it to you. Um, did you, like, hear anything? Have you been reading up on it? Have you kept up on it at all? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard about it. You've heard? You've, you, 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 it's been around? It's, been, it's, it's yeah. a thing? It's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say, what, about a month ago now? How long ago was this? I don't even remember. It's it feels before. like it might have been that. So, so uh, I'm, I didn't get a really a chance to talk about it on the show, and that was kind of intentional. Um, the school shooting that took place in Givaldi, Texas, uh, there was a reason I didn't bring it up when, and I and I do this from time to time. So I'll do the disclaimer again, in the sense that when this podcast first started, it just so happened timeline wise. What was it? 2017, 2018. Um, a lot of weird shit was happening, and I would talk about it on the show because again, the basis of the show is what do I want to talk about. So those were things that were on my mind at the time. And I had a few friends who were listening to the show, and they were like, man, it really brings the whole vibe down. You're doing some really good stuff. And then all of a sudden, we get into this serious shit. So for a while there, I, I, I kind of dipped out of it. But then we came back. You know, with the, with the pandemic, we had some real serious conversations. And then when George Floyd died, obviously, we had some real serious conversations. Uh, the whole speaking out movement that took place within the wrestling industry, obviously, we had some real conversations about that. So I haven't strayed away from serious topics so much as I've just been really selective about the ones that I talk about. And you and I really haven't had an opportunity to talk about too many things that are really this serious. Uh, but you you have a child that's on the way. I have a child. And this is something that's come up quite a few times, especially here in the States. And I've been fortunate enough to have conversations with people who are not from this country because in the wrestling industry you get to meet a lot of different people especially from out of the country who come here and and try to apply their trade and so sometimes you feel i feel like your americans are kind of in this bubble we don't really realize the other side of the coin people from outside of the country uh the way they view us and things like that and you can hear about it all online i'm not going to sit here and bullet hole you guys to death with that but i take things like that into consideration when I try to formulate my own opinion on something. I try to take in as much information as I possibly can. I'm not a journalist, and I have no reason or need to be, quote-unquote, first on the scene. And, hey, I don't know if you guys heard what happened yesterday. Like, I'm not one of those. I like to wait uh, until I get as much information in as I possibly can. Um, I think the last time we talked about something serious here was the individual who was on the train who set off that bomb that was near my house. Yeah. And uh, that was the last time that we talked about something like that. Not much has come from that since. The gentleman in question um, is still being arraigned actually as we speak. Um, so we'll see how that goes. If that gets updated, we'll talk about that. But the reason I decided now was the time to bring this one up. So right now, the biggest reason I felt like it was a good time to bring this up is because now we have something extremely concrete. It tells all the story that needs to be told, to be honest with you. And I sent it to you uh, so that you can take a look at. And uh, it's the it's the biggest point of news in the story up to date to this point. And that's that the school security footage, um, the news outlets are saying that it was leaked. So it wasn't even procured. It wasn't even like uh, this information was given. 
mm-hmm. to like the police or to news or whatever. Somebody got a hold of these tapes or however they're stored, and they've been released to the public, which has the parents pretty upset because apparently the parents have been asking for this footage for forever, and no one's given it to them, and now the public is seeing it before the parents are even seeing it. But in case you, uh, just really quickly about this story, there was an individual, I forgot his name, I had it um, prepped a while ago, but I don't really even feel like giving his fucking name because fuck the guy. But another situation where an individual legally purchased multiple guns, got pissed off at his own grandmother, shot her dead, then went to the school to where his I think he had a little brother or a nephew or something and then shot up that school and there was police on site for that shooting and from what we were told initially is that they didn't go in to solve the problem. They waited outside and they stopped people from going inside including other officers stopping each other from going inside and a lot of people died. We're, we're, I think there was 21 victims in total. And eventually, over time, I think it was like an hour or something, then they went inside and they handled the situation. And that's the story we were told. Then we find out that there was a line of officers keeping parents from going into the building. One woman, a mother of one of the students that was in the facility, uh, got into it with a cop. She broke through, got in, got her kid, came out, and they tried to arrest her because they told her she couldn't imagine that. Then there was another story of an off-duty Border Patrol officer who had a wife and a daughter inside that building. And he joined the team because he was going to be a part of this to help get inside. When he realized they weren't going to do shit, he said, fuck this. And he went inside and he got his family and he got out. All the while, the cops are still fucking standing there and the kid's in there doing what he's doing. Again, these are all mixed stories. So as usual, I'm waiting to see what comes out. Then here comes the security footage. And what does the security footage show? They're just standing around holding their dicks. They're in the school. This is not a situation of we couldn't get in. This is not a situation of we didn't have access. They're in the fucking building. This is also not a situation of being ill-prepared. In the video, they've got riot shields. They've got gear. They've got automatic weapons. They've got handheld weapons. They have multiple resources to take care of the situation, and yet they are not. There's somebody playing on their phone. There's another gentleman who's not even wielding his weapon. He stepped away from the line to hand sanitize. He walks over, puts his hand on the machine, and he starts wiping his hands together. I guess all, the, all these nerves has got his hands sweaty, so he wants to make sure <clears> he's <throat> in firing position, whatever the case may be. COVID. Eight, eight to ten when they finally did move, it was about it was a two by two formation, standard riot shit. And yes, I know that's a diehard line, but it actually it actually is true. They're on two sides of the wall, one guy protecting the other, staggered, and they're going down the hall. Mind you, to remind you, shields, riot gear, and automatic weapons. There's eight of them, or about ten. They're going down the hall. The kid fires two shots, and all eight run away. So. There's a lot more to the story. There's all kinds of videos out there that will explain the situation. The reason why I'm bringing this to the show, and I liked what you said earlier, and I want you to bring that back up in a second, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because when the 
bombing in the subway station happened. And I was telling the story about the way that the police were handling the situation. I said the line, you need to be able to protect yourself and protect the people around you because the people who are supposed to won't. Not that they can't, they won't. And now in this situation, not only does it illustrate the point, but it illustrates an even further message to you as people here in this country because every time a school shooting took place, takes place, the argument always leads to gun control. Always. It always goes there. That's first and foremost and always defaulted. And we're in the state of Texas, which is where basically all the guns exist on planet Earth. That's like gun headquarters is Texas. Yeah, 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 for sure. And immediately after the school shooting, within the week... And I'm talking about the time period is right when these parents are burying their children. Texas lawmakers make a law, or should I say remove a law, that requires licensing for concealed weapons. You're able to walk around in Texas now. They did that recently, right? They did it the week of the deaths. Not only just that, there was also a convention that happened yes, around there. Yes, very, very soon after there was a convention. And they didn't. That the whole fight was we shouldn't have to cancel this nope. because of that. Nope. Yeah. They cared so little about what took place that not only did they not have a conversation about how we can prevent this, they decided to put in a system where it would be even easier for you to have access to a fucking firearm. The child in question, and I use the child loosely because he is 18, but in the eyes of the law, and to be honest with you, someone of my age, that's a kid. That's a baby. That's a baby, okay? Was able to A baby who's probably been through so much pain in fucking 18 years. Legally, on his 18th birthday, bought not one, but many firearms. He's been saving up to buy weapons to kill people. And they just fucking gave it to him. And then when he killed a bunch of people with him, they said, you know what? That's kind of fucked up what he did. Let's make it easier for everyone else to also have fucking firearms. Then the conversation became, let's arm the teachers. I'm going to tell you this right now as a person with a history in the education field. Even if you said that you could arm teachers, they're not going to arm themselves. Teachers are not arming themselves. Not even an option on the table. It's not going to happen. They don't get paid enough to babysit your badass kid as it is. And now you want you want me to have a loaded gun in my pocket the next time your fucking son acts like a dipshit in my classroom? You sure you want that? You sure about that? You want to arm multiple people in school so that there's a fucking shootout every time a guy with a death wish comes? You don't think that plays into exactly what he wants? The chaos of it, the attention of it, they want to arm teachers. It's not going to happen because you brought armed individuals who are trained to use those guns and they didn't fire the guns. You want Mr. Uh, Roberts over here for third grade math to pop a cap on somebody's ass? It's not going to happen. <laughs> and if it does happen, it'll be for him to save himself, not your, not your kid. Because that's the next issue that people have to decide to talk about now. Because besides the gun part, how much do you love your job, folks? Because out of those 21 people that died in that school, some of them were teachers who took bullets for the kids. Because that individual did not have any intention of shooting adults. He came there to shoot kids. 
or at least that was one of the reports of the conversations he was having on social media. He wasn't worried about teachers. This wasn't a situation where the adults were treating me bad, so I shut the school up. No, he was shooting children for fucking sport. Those kids, those teachers, he didn't attend. They, they, he wasn't at a, a, he didn't attend that school. That was just some fucking place he went to to do stupid shit. And those adults stepped in the way of bullets to stop those kids from fucking getting shot. It was a story of a little girl who was in that school who was running, same as all the other kids. And a little boy got shot right next to her. And the blood splattered onto her. And I don't know how she was raised or who she was with, but her idea was when the body fell, it fell onto her and she fell. And she was already kind of covered in blood. And she could hear the guy with the gun getting closer and she played dead. She played dead. She just closed her eyes. And so here she is. An elementary school student, no more than a fifth grader, maybe younger than that, I don't know the exact age, being put in a position where she must choose to run in fear or strategically lay there while her classmate, her friend, someone that she knows very well, is dead, laying on her as she's covered in what's the wetness of his blood to not get killed by this gunman. And your reaction to that story is, forget concealed law. Just walk around with whatever you want. It's your God-given right. And this video, to me, was the ultimate reason to bring it back up because it just showed you that it's not, and I, and, and I may be breaking a rule here, but I don't really care. It's, it's no longer a conversation about gun law. I don't even think that conversation at this point is even worth having because it's, it's just not going to happen. And even if it's not going to happen, there has to be some way to fix this. And the only other way I can think of is starting to monitor these actual people. The people are the fucking problem. Obviously. And the people have always been the problem. But the idea anyone, is... Anyone is who we, doesn't believe that people are the problem in any pe- situation yeah, is pe- a fucking idiot. People are the fucking problem here. Because the... Uh, I don't know if you saw one of the videos that I sent you. I, I watched it in um, The Uncle of the Gunman. He was He's the gunman's uncle. He was asked by one of the reporters, or excuse me, one of the anchormen, because it was an in-studio thing. Uh, for the kid to sign to get the guns, he purchased them legally, but because he was 18 years of age, he needed parental permission to do that. There was a document the dad needed to sign. The dad signed it, and the anchorman had asked uh, the interviewer, I should say, asked the uncle, hindsight being 2020, should he have signed that? And the uncle said, I. You know, hindsight being 2020, obviously you would say no because he did a lot of stupid shit. But at the time, didn't really seem that stupid because apparently the kid in question who did all this damage was evaluated. Apparently he passed three background checks before he was allowed to purchase those firearms and was cleared. What's a background check? That's an even better question. Who were they? Re- who I... Okay. What are you checking his when I his, uh, when I filed yeah so he he's in Texas so I don't know what their procedures are I can only speak from the New York point of view because that's where I live and that's where I got my gun from when I had one I don't I'm no longer a gun owner when I had a gun the process for that was I had to file an application which at the time was uh, when did the fuck did I get my gun two thousand 
2009. It was right around the time I was getting married. So 2008, 2009. So we're talking 11 years ago. Uh, so it was a paper application, obviously. And uh, I had to go to one police plaza in Manhattan. And I had to give them my application with a cashier's check or something like that for the application fee. And I submitted that. After that, uh, well, let me get the application is your basic one of the application name, address, and it's asking you for educational background, employment background, same you would for any other application for like a job or something. It even asks for references. So you put all that together, you give them the check, you give them the money. That's your that's your application process beginning. From there, they run your social. They send you letters in the mail, or at the time for me, I was getting emails, so they were giving me emails to consent to a background check. Uh, for them, they terminal they the terminology from them was a criminal back check. They were they were they were checking my criminal background, which for me, I do have arrests on my record, which had to be expunged before I can get the gun, which I didn't know that, because I have arrests but I don't have any convictions. I had infractions that were misdemeanors that I had to take care of when they was, when those things flagged up, they called me on the phone, the police stay uh, one police plaza called me on the phone and said, you have these three things on your record. You have to go to the courthouse and get those things. I forgot what the term was it started with a D, but it's, it's basically, I have to get permission from them that the time limit had expired on that. And they're verifying me fit to own a firearm. And I had to go to each court. I had three different arrests that apparently took me to three different courts. And I had to go to each court to get documentation from them. And then I had to go to one police plaza and give that to them so that it could be verified. After you get through the application process, I then had to go back to one police plaza to be interviewed by a detective. And they interviewed me. And they asked me questions up the wazoo of why do you need a gun? Where would you be using the gun? And in my case, I was getting the gun for armed guard security purposes. So it was going to be an employment thing. Oh, I'm going to be getting it for this and this. And I had to already be with a security company to get it, which I was. And I gave them my name. I gave them the name. And then after my interview with that, they called my job to verify everything was on the up and up and how long I had been working with them, what was their intent in using me with the firearm, all this stuff. And then after that process was, was, was over, I had a phone call that stated I was cleared to purchase a gun. So then I had to purchase the gun. But when I purchased the gun, once you purchase the gun from a gun dealer, I have to place it in a case and bring it to one police plaza so then they can take the serial number from the gun and attach it to, whatever, to the license they are about to give me. So they made some references... Uh, re referrals, I should say, to some gun shops that were near the police precinct so it's easier to travel. So I went to one of those, purchased my gun. It was a Glock 19. Um, I got that from them, which was a $700 gun. And I had to put that in a case. The case was an additional 200 It came with locks. So almost a G right there on that day. Boom, just to get it. Then I got to take that to one police plaza. They run my serial numbers to make sure the gun doesn't have anything stupid on it before I get it. So there's no bullshit. Well, that, didn't, that, that must have happened before I got the gun. No, because they're going to run it. And they're going to make sure when they hand you this fucking thing back, it's cleared of everything. So anything that happens from this point 
It's your responsibility. If you were to take my gun and shoot somebody, I'm going to jail. And I wasn't even in the room. The, you used my gun, and I'm responsible for my gun. That's how that works. So I take the gun to one police plaza. They run the serial numbers. Everything is good. They attach the serial number to my fucking license. And then I am instructed because an armed guard license is not a concealed. I'm not allowed to walk around with my gun. My gun needs to be either at my workplace or say, or in my home. So they were like, okay, you have uh, this receipt here that has a time stamp and a date. If within two hours a cop happens to stop you for any reason and finds you. No, that means not within. Excuse me. I'm safe within two hours. Anything past two hours. If I'm stopped by a cop and I'm in possession of that weapon, I'm doing something illegal. They can confiscate the gun. And then I got to start this process all over again. Mm. So they're giving you two hours to travel to wherever you got to travel to and get rid of that gun. <clears throat> Luckily mm -hmm. for me, I was about an hour's train ride away from there. So I brought the gun into the, in my book bag on the train to my house. The case stayed in my house until I needed it. And that was it. So that was the whole process of how I got my gun. Now, let me tell you what happened when I don't, no longer needed that shit. So I had my gun for my armed guard license, and I was using it for work until I no longer wanted to do that work anymore. I didn't want to be an armed guard anymore. I didn't want to be a security guard anymore. I was getting jerked around by people. I just Money was fucking me up. It was good money, but it was fucking me up. I'm working 15-hour, 16-hour shifts. It's a pain in the ass. I don't want to do this anymore. And I got into it with, there's that stupid update thing again. I got into it with one of my bosses. Actually, leave it there, because as soon as this is over, I'm going to update it. I got into an argument with one of my bosses, and they proceeded to tell me that I was let go. And when I was let go, I filled out some paperwork basically stating that um, my gun was no longer tied to their company. I was still legally able to possess the gun, because I paid for it, it's my gun. But I can't leave it at their facility anymore. The only legal place I can have it is my house. Until I find another job. And then when I find that other job, I then have to bring my gun to them so that they can file the serial number under their system. I ended up not getting another job. I said fuck it to security. And I got involved in education. So I chose a completely different field. I didn't need the gun anymore. So the idea was is I'm going to keep it locked in my safe. And whenever I get around to it, I'll just sell the gun. Because you can do that. I can sell it to another person. We have to go through a, a very similar system. We both have to go to one police plaza. They got a, It's an easier, simple be, it's a system because we're both already gun owners, so we've already been through the background process. It's just a simple transfer of serial number. And you can charge whatever you want, buyer's market. It is what it is. So it's like, yeah, you know, I got a few people lined up. I'll sell it whenever I get to sell it. What was that, 2008, 2009, something like that? 2015, I still hadn't. Mm -hmm. Sold the gun. As a matter of fact, I forgot I had it. It was just sitting in my closet. Underneath all kinds of shit. And so, um, I was at work one day. I, again, again, I work in education. So I worked at a school at the time. And a police officer came to my school and asked for me. And I came to the office, and they were speaking with me, and they were like, uh, we've been sending you phone calls. Now, I get, you probably get to this, too. I think everybody at this point, uh, we're, now whenever a weird phone number hits your phone, it says scam likely. I bang on that shit every okay. time. Yeah, so 
before Scam Likely started, you didn't really know if they were scams or not. It would just come up as an unlisted number. And I don't answer unlisted numbers. If you're not in my phone, I don't answer it. I usually wait for the voicemail. And leave a fucking message. Right. I usually wait for the That's voicemail. The problem. Nobody message. leaves messages. Leave messages. Even if it's right. something serious, they don't leave a message. So right. it ain't that so important. So they were calling me on my phone without me saving the number, but they weren't leaving a message. Cool. So I just walked over it. This happened for years. So a police officer apparently came looking for me. And he was like, yeah, we've been sending you phone calls, messages, or whatever you haven't been answering. Uh, you're in possession of a Glock 19. Is that correct? I was like, yeah, it's in my house. They said, are you still in possession of that Glock 19? I was like, yes, it's in my house. They're like, okay, well, um, your license, and by the way, this had been many, many years. My license was expired. I didn't even have a license anymore, technically, but I still had the gun. Mm -hmm. So they were like, your license is expired. You're legally not allowed to even have that gun anymore. Did you, were, were you making plans to sell the gun? I said plans were in motion, but I never really sold it. As a matter of fact, it's so funny. The guy that I was planning on selling it to, I worked with. He happened to be there that day, mm -hmm. and he vouched. He was like, yeah, I was supposed to buy it, but we just kind of lost track, forgot about it, whatever, whatever, whatever. So they said, okay, here's a letter, and they gave me a letter that states that within 24 hours of me receiving this letter, I have to bring the gun to one police plaza, or there's going to be a warrant out for my arrest for illegal possession of a firearm. And I think they gave it to me like right toward the end of the day, so it was like 2 o'clock or something like that. So I was like, um, okay. So this is all happening in my school office or whatever. So principal, AP, everyone's involved in this. And I was like, okay. So I'll just bring it as soon as I can. And I lucked out because my AP was really cool. They were like, don't worry. We're going to give him time tomorrow morning to drop it off. He'll come. No problem. So they were like, all right, fine. But remember, we gave this to you. You have 24 hours. Otherwise, they're going to come back to your house or whatever. And they're going to come and arrest you. I said, hey, we get it. We get it. We get it. It's fine. So my AP did give me time. So what happens is, is one police plaza opens up at 8, but school starts at 8. So I have to be there by 8 o'clock. I tried to be there exactly at 8 o'clock. I, I wanted to be in and out. Drop the gun off, do what I got to do, and come back. What I didn't realize, because they told me, hey, drop the gun off, take care of what you need to take care of, don't leave until you get the paperwork that stays, you're fine, and then come back to the school and finish off the day. Great, no problem, because I don't want to take a day off, because... Days off are like gold in education. You got to keep on to those. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool. So I get to one police plaza, and I'm I'm already seeing this is going to be a long fucking day. There's a line to get in. I'm not the only one there for reasons. Some of them for guns, some of them not. I got to get into the building, then I got to get to the right office, and I got to wait online at that office. It's like being in the welfare office. It's crazy. And here I am in the possession of an illegal firearm right in my book bag. And then they take my gun. And they go, okay, uh, we need you to fill this out and this out, basically stating that I'm relinquishing my rights to possess the gun and all that other stuff that comes with it and blah, 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 which also means I can't sell the gun. I basically spent $1,000 to have the gun in the case, and they're just going to take my gun in case with no money back. Mm -hmm. I'm turning the gun over to the police, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you're going to fill this out, blah, blah, blah. So I fill up the paperwork. Okay, give me a minute. We're going to process this. A minute turned into an hour and a half. I was sitting in that room for an hour and a half. Then they came back, and it was around noon now, and it takes me an hour to get back to my neighborhood. So I'm like, this is not going to work. So I called my school. I was like, I'm probably not going to be in today. I'm probably going to take the day because they're still wait, making me wait. Then they, they, bring, they come down to the room. They give me my receipt for everything they just took, and then they tell me I have to take it to another section of the building to get it notarized. 
so that it's official that I handed everything, no problems, there's no illegal activity taking place. Because apparently the reason why it took forever is because they can't just take the gun, they got to run background on the gun to make sure nothing has happened since I've had the gun. Otherwise, they're going to arrest me on the spot. And since I'm not the only gun in the building, they got to run everybody's gun, so it's a process. Then I got to get it notarized. Once it gets notarized, I come back to that department, I give them their copy, and then I take mine home, and that's my receipt basically stating that I had no illegal activity with the gun. I gave them the gun back, and it's a done deal, and I'm done. I'm actually eligible to still have a gun if I want it. I just got to redo the whole process again, and what's the point? All that that I just said, that's how it works here in New York. And in Texas, you can shoot a bunch of children in the fucking face and walk around with your gun tomorrow. I was going to say, the whole time you're saying all this shit, I'm just thinking, bro, I watched a YouTube video yesterday. The kid went to go buy cigarettes, and the the girl was like, sweetie, you're too young. And then literally in the same hour goes to a gun place and just goes, hey, I want to buy a gun. And the guy goes, how old are you? And he says, 18. He goes, well, this one looks nice. And he goes, yeah, I like that. And then the yeah. guy literally just hands him money. And the guy hands him a, a, a gun. Not a handgun. You got to put two hands on this motherfucker. <laughs> and he just walks right out. It's literally like, took him like five minutes. That's it. A video. It. You did all. You said all that shit. And that sounds great. I just watched a video that was maybe two minutes long. Dude, try to get some fucking cigarettes. Nah, you're too young. Dude's yeah. like, you know what? Let me get that AK. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Here you go. It's a beautiful gun. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you, sir. What I had to, walk away. When I may put that application in, I had to wait mad long before I got that interview. It's a process. If you, if it wasn't for work. And this whole background done. shit that people are barking about, bro, you, you're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid and you're fucking delusional. Hey, assholes. It is extremely easy nowadays and the way the world works and the way the kids are raised for them to have a spot clean record, but to be completely fucked in the head because everything they're doing is they're on the internet. They're on 4chan. They're on the dark web. They're watching this dark shit. And some of these kids are literally learning how to either make the stuff themselves or how and when and where to get it. And all they got to do is stack their bread and wait for the time to it becomes legal, purchase, and go buck wild. They don't have any intention for the future. They just they just wait. You have some guys who are buck wild that go out to get this criminal record and they can't get shit. So they got to get hot guns off the streets or whatever the case may be. But just as many suburban kids are fucked in the head. Their parents don't give a fuck. They're getting raped by their uncle. Their mom accuses them of being assholes and like they would never do that. You're fucking lying. So now they're sitting there with a gaping asshole because Uncle Bob railed into them. And now they're just watching YouTube and being fucking depressed. And But Jimmy doesn't get treated like that. My little brother Jimmy doesn't get treated that way. Only I get raped, not him. Why me? Oh, you always protect him. You don't protect me. And then I go, right, anybody else getting raped by their uncle but their little brother isn't? Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. You know what? As soon as I turn 18, I'm shooting all these motherfuckers. Sounds dramatic, but that's literally what the fuck is happening. These kids have clean records. They don't leave the house. Hmm. Yeah. So what is a background check? Tell me. It doesn't fucking matter. He passed three background checks. Who gives a fuck? Did you check his 4chan account? Yeah. Are you seeing what he's looking at online? Do you see his history? No, you don't do that shit until after the crime is committed. And even if that was the case, let's be honest, nobody would give a fuck. If there's one thing I watched uh, notice growing up is that the cops won't do anything unless something happens. 
Am I wrong? No. No, you gotta fucking do something. Hey, my husband is telling me he's gonna he first my husband's saying he's gonna kill me. Well, did he hit you? No. So it was just a threat? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, you can get a restraining order. Well, it doesn't matter. Like a restraint, he's he's do you understand I'm saying he's going to kill me? Yeah. So the fact that I'm putting a bear in an invisible barrier, he don't give a fuck about that. He's already knows that he's either gonna die or go to jail if he kills me. What makes you think that a piece of paper is gonna stop him from getting well, ma'am, I'm sorry, but we really can't do anything off of an accusation. Okay. I mean, I get it, but when I die, it's gonna be this guy, just so that you know. Also, when I kill him in defense of him coming in. Oh, don't do that because you get cuffed. Yeah. <laughs> Cuff me. That's because you shit. can't cuff dead people. I'd rather be cuffed alive than dead in the ground. Sorry. Yeah. Well, this shit's wild. Like, people are fucking protect, dumb. Protect. That's the message here. Protect yourself. Homeschooling. Homeschooling. Dad was the line you brought up earlier. Yeah, I'm strong. Homeschooling and what's after the pandemic? After the pandemic, I'm convinced remote learning. Even before, dude. My brother-in-law has been doing homeschooling before the pandemic even happened, and it's not like the homeschooling that we've known before. This is a full-blown. It's not on Zoom. They have their own curriculum on a site with their own teachers and they check up on you and it's it's within the district it's kids in your area because if you don't show up they'll show up to your house and investigate the home and understand try to figure out why the kid's not going to school so it's a real thing it's out there you can do full-blown school with curriculum with children in the class getting and you still have to work with the kids they put you in groups you still have to communicate with people. It's not like you're isolated in a room all by yourself. It's the regular hours of school. It's 7 in the morning to about 3 in the afternoon. You still have homework. You have different classes you need to be in. Obviously, the difference is you don't have to go to your locker to travel to go to the fucking class. Your classes are at specific hours of the day, and your classes are spread out where you have like 15 minutes in between to go take a shit or whatever you got to do, and you have to report to fucking class, and you have to do your assignments, and you have to submit them, and you have parent-teacher meetings. on the. It's a, it's a whole thing. So the people who just try to be like, oh, you know, well, what about the social aspect? Bruh, there are extracurricular activities outside that you can supervise your child doing. There's there's ways to encounter social aspects of life without forcing you to go to a building where I don't know if I'll see my kid again. To only be told that I can't go in the building and help my kid. I'm willing to die for mine. So... I don't know what the fuck you're telling me. I can't, nigga, you're shooting me. Either you're shooting me or they're shooting me. You think I'm going to stand there so that you can cuff me? No, I'm running in and you're either going to shoot me because I'm going in and you're not telling me not to, or I'm going in there and getting my fucking kid and he's going to shoot me. Somebody's fucking killing me. I'm not living in a world with somebody else's cum mistake is going to be the fucking reason why my child dies and still be on this earth. That's not fucking happening. Uh, and People lady... are dying, bro. Yeah. Like, there, you think that's a massacre? Wait till I find out this dude's family tree. 
Like, that's the type of shit I'm on if you're going to tell me. Like, the shit, when this stuff happens and you see, like, un- like that shit, the uncle on the phone. Fu- fuck that guy. I'm glad I got a face. I'm glad I got a face. <laughs> like, that type of shit, yep. that's the shit that boils my blood. It's like, oh, we're in a lot of pain. Yeah, we're so sorry for the families. Nah, thank you for being on TV. I got a face. Like, that's the type of shit I'm on. Don't I don't... The, and the fact that some of these people in the comments are sympathetic to these families is fucking sick. Because it's not their families. It's fucking sick. Oh, well, they went through They're the bombers. Oh, they went, they're going through a lot of pain, too. They're getting death threats. They should. Yeah. I feel like people, parents, parents of these people should be fucking imprisoned. Yep. Like you, it should be a crime to neglect children to the point where they are pushed to this point, right? And we want to we want to hammer down on these eighteen year old kids. They're fucking children. Hmm. And don't get me wrong, people can be sick. You can do the best in the world. There and and I, you know how I feel about people using extremes to explain norms. But you can be the the best parent in the world and something could still just be psychologically long, wrong with your kid. And if that's the case, I still feel like it's your responsibility to identify that and do your best to address the situation. But to like, but we can't sit here and fucking lie that half of these fucking kids out here are just being straight up ignored. And that they're sitting in their room doing whatever the fuck they want because the parent is not themselves anymore and they miss themselves and they don't get to do anything. And I'm a single mom and strong and I'm strong for this and nobody helps me. It's like, dude, you brought the kid into the world. you got to care for them. And it shouldn't be my burden that my kid gets hurt because you can't handle your kid. And again, there are outside factors that you could be the best parent in the world. Something happens and that's fine. Like, I mean, there's nothing you could do about it at that point. But for me being ignorant, I see way too many damaged kids because of neglect for me to just lay on the strength that, oh, they did the best they can. That's just where my head's at. I think you're speaking for the people now. The voice of the voiceless. Bro, I don't know. That shit triggers me. That's that's the shit that triggers me, bro. If that shit, whatever you that, don't show your face. Just hide. Just hide. You're one child, the one person that you were responsible for. Just killed a bunch of people who literally were just trying to be in school. Yeah. Like that shit is crazy. Just trying to get a fucking education. I would do. The, I would do? be doing this podcast from the safety confines of a prison cell. I'm dead. Yeah, oh, Jesus. I'm dead. I'm gone. That shit happens. That shit happens to me. I'm gone, and I'm fucking taking somebody with me, bro. I don't know. I can't. I don't. I see them. I see videos on Facebook all the time of guy punches guy who kills his son. I'm like, what? I can't even fucking envision the the type of fucking pain he's in. And then you see the cops leaning on him and putting their elbows on him, trying to hold him down, and they got him in handcuffs. It's like. No, handcuff that guy and put those two in a room and let him just fucking do what he needs to do. Handle that, that business. Just cuff the guy who killed his son, put him in a room, put two guards in front of the door, and let him just 
get it all out. And Bat- if the guy dies in the in the situation, then it just happens. Then that guy dies. The Batman, the, the Batman Joker scene in Dark Knight. Where is he? <laughs> Put a couple knives in there. Let him just get as crazy fuck you as he wants in there, dude. That shit is crazy to me. People, people get so righteous about the weirdest shit. Like the fact that death isn't like kill, killing children isn't punishable by death. Like it's a fuck a trial. Like especially if it's like you see the footage of the guy with the gun shooting the kid. Like if, if he's guilty, right? And that's where I'm at. If he's he's pronounced guilty. Then that shit is just crazy. But then, you know, people will argue, well, just because they say he's guilty doesn't mean he is. I fucking hate arguing with people, dude. <laughs> fucking triggered myself, dude. Triggered. All right. Well, no, we got it all out there. Conversation's been had. We move on to the fun stuff next week. Uh, <laughs> let me go eat my breakfast at noon. Fair um, enough. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, thank you guys for enjoying another episode here of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you love the soul, boys, mints, t shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases, go to houn.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But well, buddy's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.